With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what would be a really kick-ass name? Taser Face! <laughs> That's the way you even my head. I can't take it anymore. What was your second choice? Scrotum hat? <laughs> This is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy, man. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume. Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm, except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Boy, love, it appears we got a penis in the mail. <laughs> I glued my fucking eyes shut! <laughs> I just want to see all uh-huh. these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. <laughs> oh, sorry, I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. Hey everybody, what's going on? Today is Tuesday, March 13th, 2018, and this is episode number 416 of the PanelsOnPages.com podcast. I'm your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and joining us tonight, we got Mr. Jason Nyes. Decent people shouldn't live here. They'd be happier someplace else. <laughs> and Kelly Harris. Hoo-wee, I am thirsty as a coyote trying to get into the saloon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh jose is not with us this week but he's also not treating it like that's a surprise <laughs> <laughs> but you know he did kind of last week when he realized it he realized that he's flying to california and he was supposed to be getting in at about eight o'clock california time and then he was like oh fuck that's 11 o'clock podcast time. <laughs> yeah, but still. A week's notice, at least. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally fine. Not like, you know, oh, shit, guys, I won't be home until tomorrow. Oh, really? How long have you known? <laughs> I like three weeks. <laughs> uh, I didn't get to it this week. I've got a little sticky note on my monitor right now that says, where in the world is Jose? And I want to make a sounder. Uh, using the old Carmen San Diego theme song, and then and then we got to figure out where Jose is that week, because this is happening more often than not lately. Ooh, and he could send. Oh, and he could send us pictures <laughs> <laughs> and clues. Send us clues. Or or the segment could go as such: Where in the world is Jose Guzman? Boom, boom, boom. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, well, like, that dang Jose, wilier than a, than a bullfrog getting out of a barrel. Oh, God, right? that was about to get racist real quick. 
<laughs> Real oh, fucking funny. quick. Cowboy Kelly don't see color. <laughs> Cowboy Kelly. <laughs> oh my god. How's your wiener, Lee? <laughs> uh, I mean, wiener's fine. That's good. Keep it out of the fire. I don't want to get too burnt. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want that. Not at all. It's great. Hog, hoggy as ever. <laughs> Someone likes a burnt wiener. I oh, mean, uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, what is happening? I I watched a lot of movies this weekend. Dude, like, movies are great, right? Yeah. I don't watch a lot of movies. I watch TV. I watch a lot of movies. I watch, oh, you uh, mosey on down to the Nickelodeon to <laughs> see some pictures? <laughs> so It's on the picture show. <laughs> But I, I, fuck, I watched um, uh, Homecoming and Guardians 2 for the first time since the theater. Nice. I haven't seen Homecoming again since the theater, but God damn. Guardians 2 They're is so good. good. Yeah. They're really, really good. Uh, Nicole hadn't seen Homecoming at all, so it was the first time for her. And God, everyone, just, everyone had a damn good time because it was fucking great. Yeah. But I think Guardians, man, Guardians is still, Guardians is still something else. Like... Uh, it's, it's it's next level. It's so fucking great, and I'm not gonna lie, I think I may have, I, I, I definitely cried like a bitch at the end, but maybe more than in the theater this time. I don't know why it fucked me up. And Nicole was not watching that; she hadn't seen it yet. She walked out. And she said, "Sounds like shit was getting real thin in that movie." Were you weeping on the couch? I'm like, "Yeah, I was." You know what? I was. It was fucking sad. It was fucking sad. So you know what? Yeah. Back off, Nicole. Sometimes we're in touch with our emotions, goddammit. Yeah, like, I didn't cry when my grandma died, but I was real upset when Yondu did. I don't know what to tell you, okay? Like, yeah. Yeah. My grandfather died during a hurricane, and I expected it the entire time. But then they played a song from the direct-to-video sequel of The Lion King live, and I was a fucking bawling mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're complicated men. <laughs> Now, when you say he died in a hurricane, was it the hurricane that killed him, or like? I mean, he was. That makes it sound cooler. <laughs> yeah. Like, was he in the middle of a hurricane heist? <laughs> oh God! Hurricane oh, heist. Oh darn! My real life curiosity forgot made me forget that I was a cowboy. <laughs> no, it was oh, well. they. He he was in the hospital. He was like in an old folks' home. Uh, hospice situation and the hurricane was coming so they were moving a bunch of people and he just couldn't he couldn't handle the move mm. but that well, was like, like no it's cool he lived in maryland at the time <laughs> <laughs> it just it just it was quizzes more than anything it just, there happened to also be uh hurricane yeah um the story kind of got away for me. I'm sorry, guys. That was that was like a week, <laughs> that was like a week after I saw his bare ass, so his time was coming anyhow. One of us had to go. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's that's how the old saying goes: show your ass, die a week later. Yeah, grandma said the same thing. Uh, that was great. Um, what else? Um, uh, we did watch some TV that we watched Ozark on Netflix. I don't know if you guys checked that out yet. That's Jason. How is that? Jason you know Bateman. Yeah, it's uh, Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. It's really good. It's um, it's kind of I don't want to say it's slow because it's not because shit happens every episode. But it's just it's just uh, dreadful. I guess is the right word. It's like oh, just every episode ends and you're like oh, something 
this is all going to be really bad for everyone. Like, <laughs> shit just keeps building up. Like, you know, the elevator pitch is, you know, guy, you know, he's laundering money for the this drug this drug cartel guy. But his partner that was helping him, unbeknownst to him, had been shaving money off the top for years. And so, dude shows up, kills a bunch of people. But he manages to sweet talk his way into, hey, don't kill me. Let me set up shop down in the Ozarks. And so he does that. So he has like the summer to clean like eight million bucks or some shit like that. And so that's like, you know, the kind of elevator pitch of it all. But what they don't tell you is that, you know, kind of, I don't know, spoilers or whatever. But like him showing up there disrupts the already existing ecosystem of drug dealers and scumbags. Huh. <laughs> and he just didn't know was there. And so, like, they're going for his ass, too, when he's trying to also, like, keep his boss happy. And just this poor motherfucker just spinning plates like crazy. Like, it's very, very good. So it's got a little bit of a Breaking Bad vibe to it, I feel. Yeah, but, like, um, like in Breaking Bad, and, and again, it's only been one season, so maybe he'll, he'll kind of get there. But, um, like, you get the, the sensation that Marty's not... A bad guy at he's, all he's not the like, piece you know, of he, shit that walter white eventually becomes yeah maybe yeah he, he might not he may or may not it's hard to say but like he's just trying to keep his family alive more or less Cause, like because he is he's he starts behind the eight ball like he's never on top you know what i mean like from episode one he's trying to play catch up and like you know not get killed like so he's, he doesn't have he, poor motherfucker never gets any breathing room, but it's very, very good. It's like ten episodes, uh, but really, really well crafted. Like it's, it's, it's great. I would highly recommend it. Um, so uh, go back into some Zelda DLC. I know Kelly, you said you finished, you beat Ganon. Yeah, uh, I haven't done any of the DLC yet. I put off fighting Ganon to play the uh, the Champions Ballad DLC bits. That's like the actual kind of media part of it. The rest of it's like you know. Other shrines and armors and shit. I could give a fuck. Although I did look up some of the armors, and now I have a sweet ass uh, mount and bridle for my horse that lets me blow the whistle and the horse teleports wherever the fuck I am. That's awesome. That makes a horse actually useful. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I don't worry about just waiting and hoping it doesn't get stuck in a ravine someplace. <laughs> no, it, it's great. Uh, but the the kind of meat of it, the champions ballad, I had I was very concerned about it first because. They send you back to the Shrine of Resurrection, and it's like, hey, put the fucking tablet in here. So you do that, and it's like, oh, this weapon we're about to give you here is going to kill anything in one hit. Like, oh, fuck yeah. So you grab the weapon, and then it saps all but like one quarter heart away. It's like, oh, also, anything that hits you will kill you in one hit, too, now. It's like, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, and also, you can only use it twice before it has to recharge. Uh, go fight some monsters. You got you got to clear out these monster camps. So that was hard, and I didn't like it. I'm Boy, like, oh, do shit. I not have the precision for that? <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! Is it? And it's um. But now I was smart though, because I went in with the fucking uh, the monster masks. That oh, nice, have, dude. It's like you know, you're walking around this fucking you know moblin camp or whatever, and as long as you're wearing the moblin mask, you can just one hit KO one of these motherfuckers in the back, and you're fine. So like that—that's the way to go for sure. But I was kind of like, I—I I, boy, I hope this isn't it, because this is really hard and irritating. And it's not. Like you do that, and then it launches four other kind of uh, 
branches of tasks and side quests and monster fights like each one around one of the other guardians like it's a lot like it's a there's a lot of meat on the bone there's a whole lot there for like 20 bucks whatever it was so if and you haven't gotten it i would recommend it it's good um what to see strangers to strangers pray at night with uh the fam my, my mom and brother and uh the missus i was a big fan of that original strangers movie no I was a big fan. Okay, yeah. Yeah, me too. It was it's one of the cold favorite movies. Like it scared her to fucking bejesus and back. Um this one is not great. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of dropped it in the middle of March with no yeah, fan no real fanfare. Like it's you know, it's a family that they're go they're going to um a trailer park. Their daughter's fucked up. They're shipping her to boarding school. So they're staying at like their, the mom's uncle's trailer park for like the night to move on the next day or something. So it's like a, like a little lake, lakeside, you know, vacation camping spot or whatever. But they're closed for the season. So, you know, there's nobody there but them. So it sets the stage quite nicely. And then the fucking stranger guys show up. And so at first, you think this is like, this kind of changes the game because there's all these trailers around, little mobile homes, whatever, you know. So there's just, Lots of places to hide and explore and all this stuff. And that, and there's no fucking worse place to fortify oneself than a shitty mobile home. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can take up the doors with your bare... I mean, you can tear the fuckers apart with nothing. Like, there's, they're really horribly designed. So this is cool, you know? But then, every from the minute that they kind of know what's going on and they, 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 the strangers show up, like, it's everything after that it's all driven on coincidence. Like, Ugh. you know, how many fucking ca- trailers on this spot? And, you know, they always just happen to walk in the trailer where the one of them's waiting. Like, there's there's never a time where they're in a trailer, there's a scene, and then they, then they leave that trailer and move to somewhere else without something happening. Like, either they somehow get found, or the one they go into, they're already there. Like there's that happens the whole fucking movie. They go somewhere and oh, there's one of them. They're there. Like how and why? Like that doesn't make that's it doesn't make any sense. Huge leaps like that, and then all, they do dumb shit like I don't know, dumb shit that beyond the normal dumb shit people do in horror movies. But I'll give you that because it's horror movie logic. But the fact that everything happens by chance kind of bums me out, especially when you have such a such a rich setting at your disposal. And it is really wasted in that movie. So I cannot in good conscience recommend that. But yeah. And, uh, the last thing, uh, some dickhead screwed me over on a fucking deal on Facebook, which bummed me out. Oh no. Nothing crazy. Just inconvenience more than anything. Cause uh, I'm trying to sell this transformer and I had it in this Facebook group. And I had it also posted on eBay at the same time. Guy hits me up and says, oh, hey, this thing's, you still got this? Yes. Cool. I want it. I don't get paid till Tuesday. Let me hook you up on Tuesday. I'm like, are you fucking sure you want this? Because I have people, I have watchers on eBay. But I'd rather sell it to you and not pay eBay 15%. Mm-hmm. So I'll be and, cool. And PayPal another 5%. Exactly. Like, you know, I'll pay it for, hell, I'll sell you it for less than the ebay price because i'll make more money that way you know you know what the fuck's up nice <laughs> so yeah yeah it's great 
cut to, you know, he's like, just, just you know, hit me up uh, Monday and kind of remind me. Cool. They hit him up until yesterday, just nothing. They hit him up late yesterday night, nothing. And, like, you know, Messenger shows you when they've seen your messages. <laughs> yep. I'm like, oh, man, come on. And then this morning, he's like, oh, man, I totaled my car, so I can't get this anymore. I'm like, mm-hmm. Just sure say you, you don't want it. <laughs> like, just fucking say you don't want it. No, no, you did not total your car. <laughs> I'll come total your car. Fucking dipshit. So well, now you're, you're, you're messaging with him on Facebook, so you could logically go to his Facebook page and see if there's any posts or no, pictures. No shit, right? <laughs> yeah. like, I hope on. that out of fear that you'd do that, he went and just, like, beat the shit out of his car with a baseball bat. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, good. He'll never suspect a thing. Fucking dumb, dumb. That's what you get. The moral of the story is never try to enter into business with a man named Earl. <laughs> That's a no good, good can come from it. No. What would you got, Kelly? Why? Last time I tried to enter business with a man named Earl, I ended up shooting him in the cantina. <laughs> <laughs> So I've discovered a new cowboy character I like. <laughs> um, no. So I've been... Uh, I'm still scanning in comics. As I discussed last week. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what I'm actually doing as we speak. I'm on like what I think are my four last boxes. Though I think I actually have one more that I forgot in my room somewhere. Uh, so right now, let me give you a tally. I'm at 4,872 books. God Damn! Jesus. Right now, I'm just finished up my box of Hasbro things. All the IDW Hasbro properties. Uh, so I've been. So that's what I've been doing. Um, really, the most frustrating thing is discovering I'm missing things. Oh, and I like I don't know why. Like it's shit that I know I've bought, and I don't know why I don't have it. Like why don't I have issue thirty nine of uh, revival. I know I bought it. I know I read it. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> yeah, that is maddening. Same with issue ten of Bloodshot Reborn. Fucking, I don't know where that went. Say, and uh, Archer and Armstrong issue twelve. Luckily, Archer and Armstrong, I was able to find a new copy of at work. But the uh, other two, I'll have to search elsewhere. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, like I just. I don't know where they could have gone. Because it's not like I would have... if I had. I, whenever I sell a box of comics, I always go through it to make sure there's nothing I don't want. Or there's nothing I want in there. And then I'm usually the guy that sorts through it at work anyways to put it in the back so I would find it there. <laughs> I think Greg stole it. I can see it. Yeah. I'm calling it. Yeah, I can see it. I just linked over there one night. Opened two random boxes, pulled three random issues, and like, ha, ha, yep. one day he'll see it. Yep. <laughs> it's the long game, but I, and I respect that. It is, yeah. You know, what I really should do now that I think about it is look them up to see if they're all like from the same week or something. Oh, that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> so, so while I've been doing that, I've been, um, you know... Just I've had the TV on in the background while I've been doing it, so I've been catching up on a whole bunch of stuff. So I watched um, the first two episodes of the new season of Atlanta, and goddamn, that show is still great. Me too. I me one too. Last night, and what's good? 
Yeah, I I watched the first two episodes. When when does it air? Wednesday night, Thursday night. Thursday, yeah, I yeah, think. I, I, I watched the premiere and then immediately after the second episode started. So it's a great show, man. Just, Darius, I said on Twitter last night that Darius is one of my favorite characters in anything right now. Like, he's so cool and just so chill about everything. Fucking uh, Lakeith. First of all, did you see Lakeith at the Oscars? Yeah. That was pretty cool. And then... Yeah. Um, there's a new movie coming out that he's in. Uh, what is the name of it? I'm pulling it up right now because in it, <laughs> Danny Glover calls him Youngblood, and I had to send that to Mary because that, that's been a, that's been one of our bits recently is uh, using an old black man voice and calling people Youngblood. <laughs> she hates it, so I love to do it. Oh, it's called Sorry to Bother You, and he's the star. Lakeith is the star. And he's a telemarketer, but he's, like, moving up the ranks. And Danny Glover teaches him to use his white man voice on the phone to sell better. And his white man voice is David Cross. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's hilarious. And he just goes deep into this fucking uh, crazy telemarketing just industry and goes to the top of it. It's David Cross's voice? Yes, 100%. That's fucking funny. Here, That's will, amazing. I'll link it to you in the chat right now. It looks great. great. Yeah, that guy's awesome, man. I've been a fan of his for a while. He's good in everything. But I just, Darius is so super cool. And like, and like, Cat Williams is really good in it. And I'm, yes. Yeah, that whole <laughs> bit was, a bit, was great. Cat Williams <laughs> is a crazy uncle is perfect casting. Yes, yeah. it's absolutely perfect. <laughs> the cop's like, he doesn't have a gator in there. All these kids pipe up. Yeah, he does. He's the alligator man. He goes, obviously, those kids are not lying to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking funny. I love the bit where they're trying to find a new a new hookup, and each one, like the one guy, wants to. Oh, you haven't watched? The... Have you watched the second episode, Lee? Uh, no. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. I don't want to spoil it, but it's oh, it's a right. good bit. It's a good bit. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk. All I'll say is white people. White, right? f- white people, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we went to a uh, Mexican restaurant in town to do karaoke on Friday nights. Apparently, and you want to talk about some white people? Nah, like, pass. <laughs> I'll oh, pass. <laughs> oh boy, you guys, the white people <clears throat> karaokeing a lot of their Mexican cantina are just. Each one of them was a Super Saiyan white person. Like, <laughs> They've reached oh. their final form. Yeah, it was. Oh, <laughs> it was it was rough times. Rough times. Push oh. it right on. Yeah. Anything else, Kelly? Um, not really. Uh, I did watch the uh, that Russian superhero movie, The Guardians. Oh shit! With Bear Man. Yeah. It's real bad. <laughs> but it's the best part is with the bear man when he is like, because I watched it dubbed because I was scanning in books, so I didn't, ha- I couldn't read subtitles, and just hearing this random person go, you know, every time I become more bear, <laughs> I'm become more bear than man now. <laughs> I can't use a human toilet anymore. <laughs> 
Like at the I end don't know of the what movie, the hell you're like, talking about. He just becomes a bear. Like he is just straight up a bear guy. You don't remember this, Lee? No. This was a couple years ago. The trailer came out, and everyone on like the nerd internet lost their shit because it was this crazy looking action movie uh, with like a bunch of it's like a superhero team, and one of the team members turns into a giant CGI bear. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, the Russian Avengers. Yeah, Russian Avengers, but it's called Guardians. And everybody was losing their shit when the trailer came out, and then someone finally saw it, and it was Kelly. Like it's the funny thing is, while you're listening to it, it sounds like a superhero movie. Like it's got the right music, it's got the right sound effects. Like you can, you could be tricked into being like, "Oh, was a Marvel movie, I guess." <laughs> and you look up, and like, oh no, it's not. Sounds terrible. Yeah, it's not a great time. It's it's worth watching because it's really bad, but it, it it's not a very good movie. I'm Batman, <laughs> and like all the fucking headlines, like CBR and Newsarama, are like Guardians is the superhero movie we've all wanted but never knew we wanted. No, it's not you fucking drunks. <laughs> Why is Russian movie The Guardians the best superhero movie of the past decade? See, like, I don't know. I have no recollection of this at all. That's nuts. Like, like, to anyone that is hyped up about this, I would say, name me your last favorite Russian film. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, Battleship Potemkin. (laughs) There you go. That's a good one. Uh, The Hunt for Red October? Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Battleship Potemkin's great because you get to see a man punch a dude who... Ah, fuck. He's either dressed as God or Moses. And then when he punches him, he says, Not today, sorcerer. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Yeah, that movie's incredible. I'm not mad at that. That's solid. Solid logic. Not today, bear man. What you got, Nice? Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but your uh, story about talking to the guy on Facebook Messenger and seeing the 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 red receipt when he saw your message and then didn't respond to it reminded me of a an interaction I had with Jose over the weekend. And this is <laughs> this is sometimes par for the course with uh, with Jose and and uh, the eleventh hour the way we do business. And since he's not here, I'm going to tell this story. Because he's not going to ever listen to this. So, <laughs> we're working on a project for a client. Well, technically, the, this is this was his project he was working on. He was taking the lead on this. And we're a little bit behind on, uh, you know, deadlines and shit like that. So, I asked him, is there anything I can do to help? And he asked for this thing. I get him this thing. And then... I'm like, you need anything else? And he says, no, nope, should be good. And this was early Saturday. So I peace out. I, I go, um, I'm watching, uh, I decided to watch Captain America Civil War uh, on Netflix. Because, you know, seeing Black Panther made, made me want to go back and watch Civil War again. Because Black Panther Solid. did yep, yep, yep. Can't fault And that logic. Civil War is fucking great. <clears throat> so I'm watching Captain America Civil War. And I get a message from him. And this is, this is hours later. Four, five, six hours later. 
and he says, "Hey, uh, do you have this thing, this specific asset that he he was needing?" And it was like three sixteen. He sent this message. I immediately pause the movie, get up, go into my office. <laughs> Fucking, I already had it loaded up to Dropbox, so I just had to send him a link. I sent him a link at 3.17. <laughs> he doesn't look at the fucking message for another half an hour. So, And I'm just sitting there. Like, I didn't go back to my movie because I, well, I sent it to him. And I'm like, is this what you need? And then nothing for a half an hour. He sees it. Oh, and, and while I'm waiting... I'm sending him a bunch of animated gifs of people waiting. Ah! Like, there's the one gif of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin sitting on the turnbuckle looking at its watch from the one Royal Rumble. So I'm sending him a bunch of these shits. So it's not like he just missed my message, because I'm constantly sending him messages. <clears throat> so finally, a half hour later, he sees my messages, and then it's another 40 minutes before he responds to me. <laughs> So, that being said, uh, Saturday night, I needed to self-medicate, and all that we had in the house was the rest of a bottle of Kraken rum, and we didn't have anything to mix it with, so I poured all of it into a mug with ice and drank it on the rocks, and boy, oh boy, I do not recommend. It, it, <laughs> oh, no? It, it fucking worked, though. Uh, it, it, it calmed me down a little bit. But found boy, yourself quite medicated, did you? It was uh, it was tough. It was tough going down. Like I'm not a drinking something straight type of guy. <laughs> Even on the rocks, like that's that's hard. That's a that's that's hard to get down. But boy, I did, and I I felt it that night and the next morning. I called it headache juice. Oh, immediately <laughs> have a headache from it. So I was a little lit, and um. We were, it was late Saturday night, and we were looking through something to watch on Netflix, and I was finally like, hey, fuck it, I'm a little drunk, or I'm a lot drunk, uh, let's, because Mary watched five, four episodes of Altered Carbon while we were in Toy Fair, <clears throat> and she was like, I, I, I want to watch this with you, so I said, fuck it, let's watch the first episode of Altered Carbon, and to, for those that don't know what Altered Carbon is, it's a, it's a, it's a Netflix original. It's Joel Kinnaman, who was reboot crying RoboCop and um, ran or what, what the fuck's his name from Suicide Squad? That's where I know that guy from. Yeah, Jack Jack Victory Flag, right? Ran, yeah. Randall Flag or whatever the fuck. This is Katana. She's got my back. That guy. Yeah, uh, I hate his face. So Altered Carbon is essentially it's very Blade Runnery. And the, the premise is your consciousness lives in this little disc in the back of your skull. Like, like at the base of your neck. Pretty much the size of a, a, a vertebrae. And it's the future, and they can take that disc and put it in a new body, which they call sleeves. So if you're rich enough, if you're connected enough, you're essentially immortal. Because you're just moving your your disc from from one sleeve to to another and he's some uh terrorist that's been asleep for 200 years and they wake him up to help solve the murder of this rich dude's sleeve oh uh, all right it's 
I'm not a huge fan of Blade Runner. It's got the Blade Runner aesthetic to it, but it's, there's a lot more action. It's there's a lot more going on. Uh, the best scene is they have these things called AI hotels, and it's essentially a a bordello, a uh, happy ending massage parlor run by an AI, all artificial intelligence. That you know they'll they'll do whatever you want, and because they don't have as many customers as they used to, they're very clingy. (laughs) 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 Uh, But uh, yeah, watched an episode and it was it was interesting. Uh, I don't want to drink another mug full of rum in order to get onto the second episode, but I'm sure we'll watch it sometime soon. Uh, But I I don't think you have to. No, I don't have to. But uh, the the big doings this week was Sunday night. We went and saw the Lion King musical live uh, here in downtown Orlando, and uh, it might be one of the most transcendent experiences of my life. It Damn, was son. fucking amazing. I love the Lion King, and this was like I guess I didn't realize how much <laughs> from <laughs> the movie. <laughs> was going to be in the musical but like i could basically recite all the lines wow. you know they they definitely they definitely expanded upon it but uh you know all all the fucking lines are in there it, it's it's the movie and we're watching it and there's this the scene in, from the movie where mufasa is telling young simba about you know he's not going to be there forever but all the kings from the past are watching over us uh, there's a a song that's not in the original movie that's in the musical, and it starts. And I'm like, what the fuck? I recognize this song, but it's not from the original movie. And I realize it's the opening song from Lion King Two: Simba's Pride, which I only saw like a few months ago. Yeah, yeah I remember you talking about it. Yeah. But then then we researched it, and apparently it was written specifically for the musical. And then they used it in Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. But it's fucking amazing. And it had me welling up like uh, Lee watching Guardians 2. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. It's all right. You can do that. It's so good, man. And just the, the songs and the staging and the props and the costumes. Uh, there's Those one... are the same kind of classic um, production where it's all like just like super African. Oh, it was African as fuck. That's cool. Like, <laughs> like, no, like, I like that versus like putting them in like lion suits and shit. Oh, That's no, a no, really no. cool look. Well, the they weren't necessarily lion suits, but uh, Mufasa and Scar specifically, the their their headdress. It looked kind of like an Indian or like an African Native American headdress. But sure. it was, yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was a lion face, but it had a cool functionality to where whenever they would lean forward, the head was like on a hinge, and it would swing out. So whenever they're leaning forward, it looks like a lion walking around. That's fucking. Cool. But then when That's they stand really cool. when they stand up straight, the chin of the lion head like rests on their forehead. That's dope. Oh, it was dope. At one point. Uh, two giant elephants operated by what had to be four people apiece 
walked through the crowd and upstairs onto the stage. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, the best part by far. So there's the scene after Hakuna Matata and all that. After uh, uh, older Simba meets up with Rafiki, and Simba's out and he's looking at the stars and he's looking at his reflection. And in the movie, that's when you, the clouds start to rumble and he sees Mufasa in the clouds. So we're at that part of the story in the musical and everything's dark and the stage is lit by a bunch of stars. And then you kind of see shit moving amongst the stars. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What are they doing? What are they doing back there? And all of a sudden, this giant lion head made out of a bunch of wooden pieces appears in the middle of the stage that they were just it, they probably had 10 15 actors w- each with a piece of this head just kind of wandering around the stage and then it comes in uh, it's it's hard to describe but that sounds fucking cool it, it sounds cool if it you so cool it we've seen a few of these broadway musicals now we saw wicked we saw uh book of mormon saw lion king now and I loved Wicked and Book of Mormon, but Lion King, not just stage musicals, might it might be one of the defining moments of my life. <laughs> Goddamn, son. <laughs> I love that movie, y'all. And uh, it just got me thinking, man, Matthew Broderick as Simba in that movie, <laughs> like... They're doing it right with the remake, where it's it's essentially an entirely black cast, except for Timon and Pumbaa. Like, Donald Glover's going to be Simba in the new one. But the fact that they cast Matthew Broderick as James Earl Jones's son in the animated Lion King movie, that's just... That shit is sad. That is the most <laughs> egregious case of whitewashing I think I've ever seen in my life. And, like... and. He's not even making a whole lot of interesting choices. Like, <laughs> yeah. fucking bland. Like, on one hand, if you're going to get a white dude, okay. But, like, you got the blandest, whitest fucking dude you could fucking find. Yeah. And he didn't even... It's not like he sang. It'd be different if he actually sang his parts. But he didn't. He doesn't sing. He does doesn't he? fucking sing. No. Not once. He just hits and runs people. Huh. <laughs> How about that shit? Uh, but uh, if you have the opportunity and you have any interest in, you know, stage musicals or Lion King or anything, I would highly recommend it. I know the the show's almost 20 years old at this point, uh, but amazing. Absolutely incredible. That sounds awesome. Super gay for it. Yeah. Uh, what sucks is... We saw it on the shows last night, the closing night, because, you know, we had Toy Fair. We had planned to do a show in L.A. that never happened. So when we bought tickets, we were we bought tickets considering all those plans. But had we known we weren't doing that one show in L.A., I, I would have gone to see it three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> For realsies. That's awesome. And then uh, last thing... Uh, So, our complex, our condo complex here, if you're a guest, 
you have to go through the guest entrance and you have to <laughs> give them a blood sample. You, you gotta, you gotta, uh, <laughs> gotta put call in, the fax machine. Right. You gotta put in a three digit number and that calls the person you are visiting and then they buzz you in to through the gate. The, you know, because there's a, there's a gate access. So last night, about 10 30 at night, my phone rings and it's the gate and I don't get to it in time. And uh, they leave a message. And I go to check the message. They call again. I answer. No, you know, not expecting anything, but still, just in case, wanting to see what's up. I answer and do it on the other line. Says, yeah, I think I got the wrong number. I'm looking for Jessica. I'm like, yeah, no Jessica here. Click, hung up. And then my phone rings again. And I was asleep at this point. You know, 10.30 at night. Me and Mary were both asleep in bed. Phone rings again. And it's the same dude. I'm like, man, you got the wrong number. This is 657. And he says, well, that's the number I got. And I was like, well, they gave you the wrong ass number then, homie. Yeah. I'm then, not Jessica. And then, you know, I was already in bed asleep at 10.30 at night. And that, that ruined my night. You know, I'm up now. I'm fucking angry. Like, had he called again, he was about to get these hands. <laughs> I was gonna. Like, you know what? I'll open it. I'll open it. Maybe oh, not. Oh yeah, I was gonna put my fucking slippers on. He was. He was about to get an earful. So I was up and I couldn't sleep. Uh, and I had me been meaning to watch Ingrid Goes West on Hulu. Have you guys heard about this? No. It, no. it is Aubrey Plaza, Elizabeth Olsen. Well, I'm in already. Um, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson. And even um, uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son is in it, the guy that was in uh, 22 Jump Street with yeah, the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Palm uh, Mantis from Guardians 2 is also in it in a bit part. So the basic concept is uh, Ari Plaza plays Ingrid. Her mom has died, and she's, a, she's lonely. She's a loser. Um uh, and she's a little bit of a psycho. She stalks people on Instagram, uh, forms these relationships with them in her mind, and then when they don't respond to it, she lashes out. Oh, no. She, oh, good. She latches on to Elizabeth Olsen, who's this big like Instagram personality in L.A. Uh, she's got a $60,000 insurance settlement from her mom's death, so she puts all the cash in a, a backpack and goes to L.A. and then manufactures these ways to become friends with Elizabeth Olsen. And she's just putting on this this front in order... She essentially single white females Elizabeth yeah, Olsen's yeah, yeah. character. Uh, but it's, uh, it's framed as a comedy, but it's not very funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, at all. But it's, it's, uh, it's a good watch. It's pretty dark. The funniest bits are O'Shea Jackson plays her landlord turned boyfriend. Oh no! Oh no! Uh oh! I'll Jack be right with you guys. Jack, Jack, Jackie doesn't. <laughs> Jackie boy doesn't like Ingrid Goes West. It's all right, buddy. It's all right. So the hang on, put him on the line with the existential cowboy, Jax. You must have woken up and thought about the futility of life. <laughs> Somebody must have called his phone trying to get in the gate. Well, let me tell you something. 
We're all about as the important as those shits that used to be in your pants. <laughs> oh, in the chat, Juggalo John is talking about Altered Carbon. He says, it's a fun show, but feels a little like a super well-done sci-fi show. And I can agree with that. I can totally see that. There's one point where, you know, they have it's the future, so they all have flying cars. And there's one point where this character leaves to go, you know, fly off in her flying car. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're just gonna ha they're gonna cut to someone watching the flying car fly off, but they're not gonna show it, and they're just gonna show a bunch of play a bunch of sound effects, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to cut down on the budget. But I'll be damned, they fucking showed that flying car fly off. Jeez. But uh, in Ingrid Goes West, the funniest bits are O'Shea Jackson, who plays uh, her landlord slash boyfriend, and he's Batman obsessed. And he's a okay. and he's a screenwriter, <laughs> so he's writing a Batman spec script, and uh, like his business card is all in Batman Forever font, and then she borrows his truck at one point. He's got the Batman Forever soundtrack in there. Uh, she fucks up his car, so in order to make amends, uh, buys him this like Batman Forever. Riddler question mark like Letterman jersey or Letterman jacket. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bitch, I already have that. <laughs> Funny stuff, though. But it's kind of cool that it's like uh, it's got uh, two two Avengers in it with Elizabeth Olsen and and Palm. I'm not even gonna try and pronounce her last name. She's adorable. Oh, see, I was thinking of the uh, who's the other Olsen that's um in that one show with all the uh, the midwives' tale or whatever that's called. Oh, uh, the fuck is her name? Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of when you kept it, saying. I think it's uh, Elizabeth Olsen. She's Elizabeth, but I don't think she's Olsen. No, you're right. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth That's Moss. No, I'm talking about um, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Now I, I figured that out now. Yep, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch and Mantis hanging out together. Looking looking pretty hot, both of them. And this is a movie? Yeah. Not, okay. What's it on? Hulu? Hulu. Okay. I'll check that out. It's pretty... Uh, pretty dark <laughs> but i but i was in a dark place not drink a whole mug of rum dark place but you know woke up at 10 30 with three phone calls dark place yeah and it oh, there was one night where i'm just scrolling through hulu and i landed on it and i was like hey you want to watch this to mary and she's like nah all right Woo. all right you all right he all better adventure gang he having some of them uh, sleep hallucinations like I do? Uh, not today, but he has been known to. <laughs> Was Good, there someone uh, in his closet? Not today, but he's been <laughs> known to. <laughs> oh, John in the chat, uh, going back to Lion King, he was talking about the hyenas. And the hyenas might be the coolest costume in the entire Broadway show because they're... 
the actors are puppeteering the mouth with one arm and like their head is at the the hyena's back and then their other arm is operating the legs oh it's it's so nuts that sounds so fucking some of the shit like how do they even do it the whole pride rock set is on this track that has a circle and so like the pride rock comes onto stage and then it starts looping around this circle and the actors are walking up it like it's a fucking treadmill that's cool. They're staying in one place, but the Pride Rock is rotating. It's pretty cool. That sounds incredible. It is. Like, holy shit. I highly recommend it. Speaking of incredible, let's talk about the best use of Limp Biscuit in quite some time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, Sunday night, I had just finished up my review of WWE Fastlane. I was feeling pretty down. That was a bad show. But then, the gods smiled down upon me, and Joy Janela released the new teaser for the next match of Spring Break 2. And the video starts off with, like, LimeWire open, and starting. you just download it and are starting to watch a Nick Gage music video. And the music video is set appropriately to Limp Biscuits break stuff. And I don't know if there has ever been a better pairing of music to wrestler and images of that wrestler. And at the beginning, it's just that. It's just this weird compilation to gauge shit. And I, I cringed and made a sound when he does like a package pile driver to some poor fucker like on a shipping pallet. Like, oh, oh yeah, no, he that was the uh the one winged angel onto oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's so terrible. A lot of that promo video was him beating the fuck out of Tremont. Yeah. N- nice cosplay. <laughs> oh man, I watched Nice cosplay get fucked up real bad last night in a <laughs> tangled web death match. Oh my god. That guy needs they, to... at the end of the match, like near the end, they bring out it was in CCW, they bring out this like net of barbed wire that's all in this structure of like a wooden square that they then set up in the ring and throw a, of course, throw up a uh, pane of glass on top of it. Well, obviously. Yeah. So it's what like, pussy? it's right. It's kind of, it's like height wise right up with the ro- the ring ropes. And then there's a scaffolding set up next to the uh, the ring, and so they're fighting on top of it, and of course, Tremont goes flying off the scaffold through God. the glass barbed wire net. It the, was a real rough-looking fall. can't <laughs> be worth what he's getting paid. It's not... It, it's, I, no. I've come to realize with the... like. A lot of the current crop of deathmatch wrestlers, I don't think it's about the money. I think it's about the art. Oh, it can be about the money. There's no way. <laughs> the art. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Watching that promo video and it, and it it teases Nick Gage versus Penta. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to. The, the best part is film, when it's made a, also I made a fangirl sound so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I sh- so I was showing my mom the video, and she was watching on my phone, and then the Penta video part comes up where, you know, it's this Penta virus. She goes, uh, virus, and she starts to hand me back the phone. <laughs> like, no, 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 that's part of the video. 
I just love that Pentagon, who, you know, does not speak much English at all, <laughs> made it a point to learn how to say motherfucker about four or five times. Really motherfucker, loud. Nikkei's motherfucker, I fuck you up, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he really only needed to know, to know like four words. Yeah, he got the message across. The man's an artist. I made I made the comment in our WrestleMania thread that to think a year ago I didn't know who any of these motherfuckers are, and now I fear for my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we said too in the same the, the WrestleMania group that like uh, we may have talked about it on the show too. I don't know where David Starr made some comment. Hell, probably a couple months back at this point, something to the effect of like, guys, you know, don't get too excited. The Louisiana Athletic Commission will, is not going to allow anything remotely close to a death match right. wrestling event. Yeah, they banned pile drivers, they banned blood. Yeah, and so like, you know, there's a minute where I'm like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. But then the more these matches start getting announced, and the more things like, you know, Matt Riddle's blood spore is an event. And I'm like, I, I, I don't think that's going to matter. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not going to see a Nick Gage uh, Penta technical marvel. No. By no. any means. No. no. I don't even know that. Does, has Nick Gage ever had a wrestling match? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to probably see it at Bloodsport. Yeah. Him versus uh, Tim Thatcher. But that match has to be the successor the spring break, spring break successor to that Tremont Eddie Kingston match. Yeah. And hopefully the Tremont Pentagon match. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I want us all to leave the arena that night covered in glass and blood. <laughs> I'll bring dust masks. One of my favorite <laughs> men the favorite images that has burned into my fucking brain. <laughs> and I was so glad to get to snap a picture of it. I got a picture of it. It is during the Pentagon uh, Tremont. Tremont match. They're just trading light tube blows. Like it's just, and it's just this horrible, just cancer cloud wafting about the crowd. And I look over and Nye's just sitting down, <laughs> leaning forward with his elbows on his knees. And both his hands just cupped over his mouth, like just <laughs> my stars, and just <laughs> wide-eyed. Because oh, not eyes were humongous. Not only are they beating the fuck each, out of each other with light tubes, but you can see the cloud of poison hanging <laughs> over the ring. Literal, actual poison. <laughs> you can see when they swing and hit the other dude in the head with a light tube. Not only does it explode and cut the dude's head, but pieces of the light tube go flinging into the fucking crowd. <laughs> the best part is what Jose, because he ran over like up to the guardrail to get the camera shot, and you can just see through his view just glass flying at him. <laughs> like he's in a war zone. Oh, God. Yeah. It's going to be fun, and that shit's coming up, too, man. Yeah, it is. Like, three weeks. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. So, Mary's still coming to spring break, right? <laughs> yeah. As <laughs> as of this writing, yes, she is. <laughs> she's, you know, she's she's all in. I, I like it. At this like point, it. like, how many tickets? We've got tickets to, what, five, six shows at this point? Something think- like that. I think six. I think 
six might be her limit. But oh no, no, we still have to get tickets for Kaiju. <laughs> yeah, we do. But like, th- this is really pushing her attention span as far as wrestling goes. But shit, it's pushing my attention yeah, span. No, one hundred percent. But we had so much fun last year, we and we're gonna be yeah. in New Orleans. We'll we'll just we all gotta keep keep an eye on each other. Make sure we're all getting sleep. Make sure we're all eating. Make sure. If somebody's getting cranky, that you know they get a little nap or something. Yeah, everybody gets accountability, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, <laughs> not it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. I got a text message from Goat not an hour before the show, and he's like, "Hey, when are we uh, when are we leaving?" And I said, uh, "Wednesday morning." I'm like, "Oh, it's gonna be great. It's coming up fast, man." And he goes, "He says, uh, don't let me get stupid." <laughs> 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 like yeah. you, let me get silly but don't let me get stupid like, don't don't <laughs> I'm like, don't put that fucking onus on me dude like the moment goat open hand slaps someone is the moment <laughs> we know we need to pull back a little bit <laughs> and to be fair it only happened like that one time <laughs> we, should, we should let him fight slumpy <laughs> Let him fight Nick Cave. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fucking, this could be like Goat's star making turn. Like, he, just, he hops a railing at one point. He becomes the fucking Steve Blackman of indie wrestling. <laughs> Got a real, uh, real life pivot out of going to New Orleans. I'll tell you. King of the Deathmatch now. What are you going to do? <laughs> so, we still need. Place. We have tickets right now to Bloodsport, Spring Break, the WWN Super Show, uh, Pancakes and Pile Drivers, and Rev Pro. Right, and we still need to get Kaiju. Yeah, I Kaiju and Evolve for sure. Yeah, and then that Crash Lucha show looks really fun too. Yeah, the Crash I think we want to do too, just to get that authentic Lucha show. Because only on the authentic Lucha show can you see a man. See a team of black boy and black danger. <laughs> hey man, you know, Black Panther just crossed a million, a billion dollars worldwide. It's all the rage now. But we're right. not gonna see Rich Swan. Oh, that's sad, man. I know. No, that whole thing bums me out. But it goes to show that there's problems. There's yeah. issues there. Lee, do you know this story at all? I do not. Give, give him the cliff notes, Kelly. So, a few months back, Rich Swan was suspended from WWE after he was arrested for grabbing his wife in a headlock in the middle of the road and dragging her back to the car while oh. the car was still, like, kind of in drive. So, I think it rolled into a pole. Oh. His wife, who is? Sue Young. Oh. Okay. But where it get, things get murky is... Allegedly, I'll just say this, Sue Young has a drinking problem. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, chances are that she was probably real drunk in the car and I think Rich was probably yelling at her for being drunk and wrestling 
and then she said she'd had enough and decided to walk home or something and he tried to get her back in the car because she was walking down the road (laughs) it's not not safe can't do that and it got it got real bad and she as much admitted herself on twitter this past weekend that she has her own problems and demons that she's dealing with yeah but, but uh, Rich was suspended by WWE and then was also let go last month. Well, what was kind of fuck- fucked up is, you know, obviously they suspended him while the investigation was still open. Cause, and they came out and said, like, if he's found guilty or if he's charged of any sort of abuse or, or assault, like, he's, he's done. He's fucking done. Which but, I think you're going to have to. But then, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then it came yeah. out. Like, they weren't filing any charges, and then a couple weeks later, they just kind of quietly parted ways. Dude, that part sucks. That's yeah. not cool. And now, you know, he made a bunch of indie bookings, and and I guess he was starting to get cold shoulders at some of these indie bookings, or he was getting nasty responses on social media, so he... The, the response online was so bad that he it looks like he's... Probably gonna call it quits, and yeah. he's pulled off of all of his current bookings. He essentially retired. Damn, that's kind shame because he could have been. I could have see, seen him as like an intercontinental champion at some point. Yeah, he he had a good character, and people seem to dig him. Who knows? Maybe he'll turn things around, and and he'll get a second chance out of the deal. Oh, that's a bummer. Especially like if yeah. you know, he didn't do anything wrong. Like here's the thing: like a headlock is debilitating in as much as it makes it very hard to move but it's very very safe to move someone in a headlock even though the fuck you're doing like, you can get someone hurting themselves in a headlock yeah but part of the problem was there were a lot of witnesses and you know and? witnesses see a man putting a woman in a headlock or dragging her and stuffing her into a car while she's screaming yeah. you know wasn't and not I, just, I and not just a man a black man black man yeah black man asian woman and wasn't kidnapping one of the the charges Ooh. or something like that? Initial charges, yeah. yeah. Or being held against her will, something like that. Oh, see, at that point, I don't know what the fuck happens. That's just uh, yeah, a it's deck, deck at that point, no matter what the truth is. It's one of those things that if you're more in the know of certain things and how people that know them have reacted to it all. Sure. You can piece together that it probably wasn't so much abuse as it was. Don't walk into the street. <laughs> Damn, that's a bummer. But then, yeah, Sa- sucks. but then, Sammy Callahan fucking hits uh, Eddie Edwards in the face with a baseball bat, and he's still. Oh getting god, booked. I did see that. That <laughs> yeah. holy shit! Oh, what was even better was I've I've actually I'm actually watching Impact on a regular basis now because it's actually kind of good. I hear that. And when that part happens, when the bat connects with his face, it makes that you know metal bat hitting a softball sound. Oh, it makes that ding noise. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no thanks. But then also the thing with the Rich Swan thing that gets me is he's you know for, kind of for better or worse forced away from wrestling after you know kind of sh- after showing remorse for what he's done, and then you have guys like uh, Adam Rose and 
Mecha Wolf 450, whatever the fuck his name is, and Bram walking around. I was excited about Adam Rose. Like, was it? Didn't he like gimmick a whole T-shirt about his mugshot where he beat the shit up his wife? Yeah, that's why I called him a piece of shit last year. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> that guy gets to wrestle. Like what the fuck. Yeah. And that's why Eddie Kingston tried his damnedest to concuss the shit. Out of him. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, well, and then you guys like Brand. Kill him, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bram the one. And- the one point during an entire WrestleMania weekend where Kelly came alive. like <laughs> With he, hate. Yes. <laughs> but it's like you have these guys that just go around with no remorse for what they've done and proof of what they've done, but not enough to convict them of anything. And they're going around and getting booked. I mean, we're going to see one. Uh, Mr. 720, whatever the fuck his name is. He's on the crash show. So I'm going to fucking scream at him. So that's that'll be fun. Um, and to be fair, Nick Gage went to jail for seven years for a bank robbery. <laughs> he did. He paid his crime. He paid the yeah, time. He, he paid his time. Yeah. He paid his time. But also, you know, he's kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> don't yeah, don't tell him I said that. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> no, I, I will say Nick Gage... What he did was he was an addict at the time, and he thought, you know what? I need to get put away to get off this shit, so he went and robbed a bank. <laughs> and <laughs> then the fuck out of here. In. Three squares yeah, a day, so man. He turned himself in and got clean in jail, and now he's like in better shape than he's ever been, wrestling better than he's ever That's had. kind of amazing. <laughs> MGK. Yeah. Wow. The MDK, and uh, he was very nice to the woman he stole. He robbed. <laughs> Thank. Good day, madam. <laughs> Nick Gage, modern day Robin Hood. <laughs> if Robin Hood was a method. Yeah. All right. We should probably. We've been talking about wrestling a long time. We should probably get to some actual oh, fantasy right. football. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling it's gonna be a very quick news segment. Uh, uh, in fact, hey, do you want to take a break and we'll come back and then we'll do this all after the break? Sure, sure. Yeah, right, cool. Sure. Yeah, let's take a break. Uh, we'll do fucking fantasy football. Uh, it's not, you know, the, the news is not exactly meaty. We'll hit it real quick, uh, and then um, I'll calm the fuck out of here. That's a plan. I like it. We're gonna execute with excellence. All right, enjoy this. Love you. Bye. Break.
ripped apparel is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours that's just a single day after that they're gone forever and uh best yet if you want to check them out buy a little something something they're going to throw a little kickback to us your folks your friends here at the podcast so go to panelsonpages.com Click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpages.com. Or you can just update your bookmark. Check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped. That's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpages.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the podcast going. Help us keep the side, side up and get you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, rip.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Oh shit, T'Chaka from Black Panther is going to play Rafiki in the Lion King remake. Nice. I saw that the guy who uh, played T'Chaka... And the guy who played young T'Chaka, our father and son. In yes. The movie. That was kind of cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I appreciate that. I approve that message. So I don't know much about this Lion King movie. Are they animals? They're going to do it like Jungle Book. So, like, it's hard to call it live action because they're That's all... That's the thing. I keep hearing shit about live action Jungle Book or Lion King, and I'm like, no, I know. Well, they might actually have some footage of actual animals in there at some point but yeah it's gonna be cgi okay yeah, it's not like yeah at least uh the jungle book has like that one kid in his underwear running around <laughs> and like it should be like live action sets i would assume too or no it's probably all cgi <laughs> that's like a like a lot of work yeah yeah <laughs> one that's like a lot of work to go out and shoot plates against the the nothingness <laughs> and again they didn't even go to a fucking airport for the Avengers. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. But we shall see. Fucking uh let's let's get to it, man. Uh email time. It's an email. Very important email. On, it's fan mail. Uh, email us to popcast at panelsonpage.com and a voicemail to six one six nine five one one pop because it's that fucking time again. We're in it. Pop actual fantasy football. This is uh, the first two ma- rounds of uh, first two matchups of round one. This is about to get real. Uh, oh, and I believe we actually have. Yeah, here we go. We have all four competitors have sent something in or are either you know on the fucking call to do their business. So we're gonna start off with zero. Again, big up zero putting this all together for us. Uh, and his Avengers tackle, and that is Vision, Iron Man, and Quicksilver uh, against Mahoney's team. Microbe will give you all diarrhea. <laughs> and then that is the team of Microbe, NFL Super Pro, oh. and, US, and U.S. Agent. Fuck, that's, that's a good pull. That's tough. That's tough. NFL Super Pro is a good pull. NFL Super Pro came up in a bunch of my searches, but I wasn't going to pick NFL Super Pro. And then I saw him on the list of that people had picked, 
and I messaged Mahoney. I'm like, you picked NFL Super Pro, didn't you? <laughs> I figured it was either Mahoney or Juan. Because the, I feel the, like a fucking dummy for not. It's 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 inspired choice. It's great, but not not to be outdone. Zero was able to scroll like the one fucking Marvel speedster, and so that's not that's no bullshit. So uh, Mahoney sent in a voicemail. Let's, go, let's leave off with that and see what Mahoney has to say about his matchup here. Ah yes, Mahoney. That's on me. What's up, podcast? It's Mahoney. Uh, I think it's really sweet that Zero put himself up against me. Uh, I don't know why he wants to go out in the first round, but hey, whatever. It's his thing. Maybe he's busy. He's got a lot of stuff to do in life. So I'm up against Iron Man, uh, let's see, The Vision, and Quicksilver, or as I like to call him, Mr. Offsides. Uh, <laughs> the only story that they've ever written about Quicksilver, Quicksilver that matters is the one where he can't be patient and wait for anything, and you think he's going to just sit there on defense and wait for the snap. Uh, that's never going to happen. That's a five-yard penalty over and over and over again until I'm down the line. Now, not that that even matters, because my team is stacked with a uh, U.S. agent who is Captain America except on more steroids, like the <laughs> most steroids. Like if Captain America was an asshole football jock from your high school, uh, that's U.S. agent. Uh, and then somehow he had gone undrafted, NFL Super Pro, you can't tell me that a man with the superpowers of the entire NFL is going to lose to an alcoholic, a dude who's off sides all the time, and a robot. Um, and then, of course, the shining star of my team, Microbe. Now, some of you may not be familiar with Microbe, but his power is that he makes you sick. And I think you know where this is going. I bet you know what I'm going to make them do to that entire team. They're all going to shit their pants. Okay, Iron Man, I'm going to fill that armor up with shit. Quicksilver, I'm filling that suit up with shit. Good luck running all over the place when your pants are full of shit. And the Vision, I did some Google searching, okay? The Vision can get sick. You ever heard of the placebo effect? So I'm going to make the Vision think he's shitting his pants too. Can he actually shit? I don't know. Does it matter if he thinks he's doing it? I can't see why it would. So, you're going to make him think he's shitting his pants? If robot shit falls out all over the field, that's his problem. He can clean that up. I don't understand how it works, but whatever. So, while that entire team is lying on the ground shitting their pants, fucking U.S. agent is throwing bombs to NFL Super Pro, who is on other plays throwing bombs to U.S. agent. I can't even pick a quarterback because I've got nothing but quarterbacks. Okay, this team's unstoppable, and uh, zero. It was a wonderful attempt. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, and thanks for the awesome website. But NFL Super Pro, U.S. Agent, and Microbe will be seeing knives down the line after his uh, after he squeaked by that win last week, and we're gonna make him shit his pants and then stomp all over his ball. Okay, see you there, Alex. Love you. Bye. <laughs> that is unnecessary roughness. The ball stomping. Um. <laughs> Shark in the chat says, or actually it was John who asked, is there a rule for juicing in this league? Shark says there has to be. It's football rules, no juicing or drugs. And then uh, Shark also says making people sick has to be illegal. <clears throat> now, is it actual steroids that U.S. Agent is on? No, it's like super soldier serum. Okay. Well, yeah. But like kind of a, uh, like a less stable, more roidy version of it. So, but yeah. I feel like... As part of the rules, it essentially states that the characters get to show up with with whatever powers or weapons 
they're given. So yeah. in this case, being his juice, yeah. I would say, yeah. Now, yeah, if I'd say if roids or super roids are part of who you are, you're allowed to take them. Yeah, yeah. and it would be like not being able to use the Hulk, right? Right. Yeah, and only being able to play as Bruce Banner. Now, the question about making people sick being illegal. What's what? What is our uh? logic behind this. Physical assault is not allowed. Yeah, it's not physical assault. Characters can use their powers so long as they don't break the rules of football while doing so. I'm pretty sure there's no rule against making someone shit their pants. Yeah. Just as long as they're not... They don't go... Like, the rule Zero said for Rogue was he can't make... She can't make them go unconscious. Right. right so right. They, they can be shitty, but... They still have to be cognate, cognitive. They they still have to be awake. They can't pass out from shitting themselves, which I think is fair. I, I think that that passes the smell test. But so let's see what happens next, because uh, we we got like I said, everyone uh, everyone's playing. Uh, so zero wrote in. The subject is pack your shit and leave, microbe. <laughs> He says, to put it bluntly, Mahoney's team is near useless against mine. Let's take a look at why each of his picks absolutely fails against each of mine. At initial face value, NFL Super Pro sounds like a great pick. After all, he has NFL in his name, exclamation point. However, when you go read up on him, that shine instantly wears off. He's just an, quote, aspiring football player in a, quote, near indestructible football uniform. He's not a Tom Brady. He's a Chargers bench warmer. His, quote, near indestructible uniform doesn't mean my team can hit him harder without unnecessary roughness penalties. Enjoy the concussions, Phil. <laughs> uh, I love that he took the time to look up US, uh, <laughs> Super Pro's real name. I give him extra points for that alone. Uh, Captain America would struggle against my team. As we've seen in the various media, Cap and Iron Man go pre neck and neck. So if Cap would struggle, a third-rate knockoff wouldn't stand a chance. Iron Man is stronger, Quicksilver is faster, and he can't even touch Vision. At least he's a bump in the road on my way to victory. Then there's Mahoney Ringer, Mahoney's Ringer, fan favorite micro. <laughs> While most teams would be shitting in their pants, my team is ready for him. First, Vision doesn't shit. Micro's powers literally do nothing to Vision. Micro can only, quote, communicate with microorganisms in his vicinity. Quicksilver can run out of that vicinity before Micro can communicate its pooping time to the microorganisms. Even if he could communicate with microorganisms through Tony's armor, which I doubt he'll be able to, you know that armor has all sorts of systems to handle any sort of bodily fluid that might come out of Tony. <laughs> Iron Man can shit all he wants, and the armor will handle it. And and really, the the suit can do all the work if it needs to. Yeah, yeah, it could be. If he just programs Tony, uh, the, the the Jarvis, yeah, Tony could go sit on the bench. Yeah. On top of Mahoney's team being useless against mine, my team are Avengers. This is a well-oiled machine with expert-level teamwork. Mahoney's team has never even met, and its core strategy revolves around poop. <laughs> <laughs> this match is a shutout, 800 to 0. And that's it. That's, that's a, that, that is a solid first-round matchup. That could, yeah. be, that could be a final in any other league, I think. Yeah. But that's not how we do things in pop actual fantasy football. <laughs> we go fucking balls out the beginning. I love Mahoney's 
logic that Quicksilver would be pulling offsides penalties all the time. Yeah, I, I completely subscribe to that. He he like, got a point in my book for that logic. Yeah, because like Quicksilver can't keep his shit together when lives are on the line and they're avenging. However, Mahoney says that Vision could shit himself via the placebo effect, and then Zero combated that. He said, you know, it it has to be microorganisms. So yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. feel Zero wins that argument. Yeah, so, Vision's so not shitting his pants. Vision's not shitting his pants. Uh, the fact that the Iron Man suit can, you know, handle the shit, and then also... The Iron Man suit can just be autonomous if need be, and Tony Stark could sit on the sidelines drinking a martini. And, Shitting his pants the whole time, right. getting his electrolytes back in, getting right. Gatorade on him. And I feel Zero's best argument is the team dynamic of his Avengers team. Because you've already got strategy, you've already got a rapport, and... and Micro NFL Super Pro and US Agent, that's a that's a bunch of rejects, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and if US Agent's gonna stomp my balls, he's gonna stomp Microbe's balls too. See I, I think in the notion of, of Quicksilver not having patience for a game is is a rock solid argument. I think that I think that could be a real problem for him. I don't think yeah. that that wins the game for no Mahoney, no but though. then there's also like what the fuck does vision care about football <laughs> we're talking about like what they care about the sport now <laughs> <laughs> i imagine like you know tony comes up and he's like hey we're gonna we got we got a fucking game going on here we're gonna uh pietro wants to play uh we need somebody a vision want to go to come hang and he's like um i mean well quicksilver's i, I guess Quicksilver's on the team, so Wanda's going to be in the stands. So Vision's going to want to play well and show off a little bit. Ooh. Oh. Okay. All right. I'm picking up what you're laying down there. Okay. And and it's think about it as uh you know, I uh, Vision wants to get in touch with human feelings. Oh, human football? Yes, I will play human football with you, Avengers. <laughs> Teach me your ways. True, 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 true. Had Zero not come correct with a strategy, some solid arguments, Mahoney would skate in the second round. Because we all want to see how far microbe making people shit themselves can go. <laughs> how far poop town sure, can go. Sure, sure. But, real solid, real solid case here. Okay, I need to know more about NFL Super Pro. Like, is he really just like a shitty football player in a uniform, or does he have all the powers of the NFL players? Well, one of them is wrong. If you have all the powers of the NFL players... You're going to be more of a detriment than anything because you're probably not going to make it to the game because you're going to be in jail for uh, punching your <laughs> wife or something. Just beating women every yeah. five minutes. <laughs> Touche. I can't stop hitting people. 
Phil Grayfield. Phil Grayfield. Uh, he's an ex-NFL player. He survives a freak accident, so he's a fucking gimped up XFL player. Uh, I gotta give it to zero. It's tough. It's tough, but I, I, I gotta go zero. Yeah. As as much as I want to see everyone shit their pants. Because I get because Vision can't shit his pants. <laughs> and again, if Tony is shitting his pants, he can just put the fucking. And Tony just hangs out and is like, "Yeah, shit in my pants is cool. What's up?" I feel like Mahoney being a West Coast Avengers fan like he is, instead of going with the argument of placebo effect for Vision, he should have had another plan for Vision that it didn't involve Vision shitting himself. I think he could have been more creative with a way to take Vision out of the scenario. So, and and first round, you got to come correct. And... Uh, Downtown Lois Lane, like that's that's classic pop. Jimmy the Kid Olsen. That and Jimmy the Kid Olsen and, and who was it? Um, Infectious Lass. Like yeah, like that. That carried him almost to the finals. That team because that was a good team. He argued it so well and so cleverly and so comedically. I didn't get that as much from this team. And it's kind of uh, gimmicky, and I I didn't really get a solid team out of uh, microbes going to make you diarrhea all over yourself. So yeah, I'm going to give it to Zero as well and his Avengers. Let this uh, be a lesson to you, kids. You can't just skate through on shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, Kelly, any uh, differing opinions or a fucking Grand Slam? Nah, it's a grand slam, as disappointed right, as go. I am to say. All right, so Zero moves on to round two, where he will face either Jose or Travis Fowler. We will find out the results of that next time, or, you know, the time after that. I don't know. It's unclear what's going to happen exactly. <laughs> but we'll find out. So... Second match for this week is Kelly with his team, the offensive offensive of Snowflame, Hemogoblin, and Egg Foo taking on Sharks, uh, Mama Kent's highlight reel, and that Superman, Booster Gold, and The Flash, parenthetically, Wally West. So, cool. Shark Which Wally in. West? Which Wally West are we talking? I don't know. The black one. Sweet. He's got AIDS now. <laughs> Wait a you second. Wait. Hemogoblin, bitch. Wait a second. Why does him being black matter if he's got AIDS or not? Because Hemogoblin gives black people AIDS. <laughs> That's the entire reason for his existence. <laughs> well, Shark is in the chat right now. So, Shark, which Wally West well, is gonna it? He's going to say it's the white one because <laughs> I said that. I well, think... Lee didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't realize there was a black Wally West. When when, when did this happen? So we have to disp- when we have to specify which Flash it is. We have to also specify which color Wally West it is. 
There's also like not only is there a black Wally, there's two Wally West that are also flashes in DC at the same time right now. Yeah. Shark says the red haired one. The fastest. The fa- okay, the fastest one. There you go. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I don't know. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have said the black one before he had known that he wasn't gonna have a uh, Shark says he said it in his email, so we will go to the email. Ooh, all right, oh, okay. All right then. I'll take your word for it. Go to the email. The email reads, subject line, Kelly's team will lose, period. He writes in, hey, population, thanks to Zero for picking this, for doing this rocking fantasy football pick em. My DC team, Mama Kent's Highlight Reel, that's sponsored by Mama Kent's Highlight Reel video store. After Clark moved to Metropolis and Pa Kent died, Ma Kent reopened the Smallville's home video store. The walls are lined with VHS tapes, but if you find the right one near the clerk's it opens a secret passage to a bar. That seems like a needless detail, but okay. <laughs> Where uh, the fuck are we going? <laughs> <laughs> Let's meet the DC team that will win it all. At QB, hailing from the 25th century, the star QB from Gotham University, Booster Gold. At running back, the fastest flash, the one who caused the universe to be reborn, Wally West. Yeah, that's the white one. And at tight end slash wide receiver, hailing from Smallville, the big blue boy scout, a star of the high school football team, comma, Superman, period. On defense, Booster Gold will be playing the deep safety route, Superman at linebacker, and Wally West, line- I don't know what the fuck these things mean. <laughs> Just read them, Lee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Wally West lined up on the fastest receiver. Uh, as a team, these three have been part of some of the best teams in the history of DC comic books. Booster and Superman have played football before and understand the importance of teamwork. Superman will allow Booster to call plays on offense, and Booster will allow Superman to call plays on defense. On offense, Booster Gold with a star QB. Oh, quarterback. Yes. <laughs> and knows where the holes will be, no matter who's playing. Booster can use his goblins to help launch the ball a bit further down the field as needed. His goggles allow him targeting and threat recognition ability. He's Tom Brady on the field with upgrades. His power suit will allow him to shed tackles and absorb hits as needed. That's solid. Uh, Superman, a former football player, knows the game. He can be an unstoppable tight end in the game. I don't know what that means. Uh, he just has to move 5 to 10 yards and have Booster throw him a short high pass, and Superman will get to it. His flight and speed make him tough to catch up to on the field, and if he has to run a longer route, he can't. He can push the opposing team back a few yards as he's running. Wally West, a speedster, fast, giving the ball, and he's Barry Sanders, but faster. Put Superman blocking the way for Flash, and he's, doing, and he's going to give you more than 10 yards per carry. He can close 100 yards in the blink of an eye. If he needs to, he can create a whirlwind with his arm to act as a stiff arm, pushing the defender down. <laughs> uh, on defense, uh, Booster Gold uses the goggles for tracking again. If any ball is thrown up and deep, he can use the goggles to find the trajectory. He uses suit to jump, slash, fly, and intercept it before it comes down. His suit also allows him to hit with some extra power for any wide receivers trying to catch the ball. Superman at linebacker will stop most running backs and wide receivers going over the middle. His super speed and flight will allow him to swap balls down. His strength causes him to run by us. Blah, 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 blah. If you blitz Superman, shit goes bad. It's more about being fast. There we go. Okay. And then he writes in uh, Kelly's team Snowflame, Hemogoblin, and Egg Boo. Snowflame. <laughs> God damn it, Kelly. Snowflame gets his powers from cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it's his god. Uh, if we were following the football rules, he'd be suspended for this offense. He wouldn't even get on the field. 
If for some reason he does on the field, player that isn't fucked up on cocaine. <laughs> Only if for some reason he does get on the field, uh, because he stays clean, he would have no powers. He'd be human playing against superpowered people. He wouldn't stand a chance. Let's say we allow him to ingest cocaine by accident. The flames would melt the ball and be ejected for cheating again. Even then, Superman could tackle him and blow his flames out. Hemogoblins. Tackling a man high as fuck on cocaine. <laughs> Good luck. I've seen it on cops a bunch of times. <laughs> Hemogoblin is a vampire. If this game takes place on a field, he won't be able to play. He'll be holding an umbrella keeping out the sunlight. If for some reason we play at night or in a dome, let's look at his power set. Enhanced hearing, vision, and smell. Sounds like the same set of powers Booster Gold and Superman have. He won't get hurt, which is fine. But he needs the human blood to keep his stamina up. Either he's on the sidelines killing ball boys like a little league team eating oranges, or he's going to tire out. <laughs> by the player, or he's ejected. His psychokinesis ability only works on his team. If he were to try and control my team, it's a penalty. He can then transform into a bat, which is great. The football would crush him. Uh, egg food's a giant egg. He's <laughs> he would be injured on the first play. He was cracked open and defeated by Wonder Woman using her bracelets in a dance. Imagine Superman hitting him on the field. Humpty Dumpty for sure. Uh, Hemogoblin could only be a real threat, and even then he's not much compared to the other three. Flash would stay on him and one-on-one -on -one and let the others pick off the cocaine-addicted addict going through withdrawal and the scrambled eggs at the 50-yard line. question isn't, does Mama Ken's highlight reel win? But the question is, by, by how, how much, much do they win? <laughs> you guys are great. Thanks, Matt. God damn, that is well thought out and super elaborate and boring as fuck when you're talking about football. But I appreciate it because somebody out there knows what the words I was saying mean. So I, I think that's great. I, I followed it. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah. John yeah. in the chat says that cocaine is part of Snowflame's power set slash equipment. 100%. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> No, like I, by that logic, I think he absolutely does a line before the game. Okay, sure. I want to clarify something too. We had the discussion last week about Professor X and his uh, telepathy, uh, and the sticking point we were arguing on is whether or not he can see the other team's plays, and we decided that that's cheating. But I don't think that we decided that being able to control the other team with your telepathy is against the rules. But l either looking into their minds or looking at their plays would be considered cheating. Well, what do you guys think? And I kind of said on Facebook when it kind of came up that I feel like mind control is kind of like, because if, if we allow straight the fuck up mind control, then whatever team has a powerful psychic wins the whole yeah. fucking tournament. Because you'd be like, hey guys, don't move. And then like, nobody moves. But by that logic, you know, and and again, it's all fucking contrivances and conveniences because, you know, it's not like Professor X being on X-Men means Professor X never gets fucked up. He gets fucked up all the time. Sure. So it's all just whatever, whatever the story serves is what kind of happens. But I, I would say all out mind control is bullshit. Yeah. No, I don't agree with it. All right. So, Kelly. Your retort. So I got this in the bag because <laughs> uh, I've clear. My team has clearly been underestimated, <laughs> and will catch everyone off guard as such. So first off, Egg Fu 
That ain't just an egg. He's a fucking genius. Hangs out on an island of geniuses in the DCU. Uh, the Science Squad, mind you. Uh, so is, that a, he's, is that a veritable squad of scientists? Yeah. So he's coming up with all sorts of plans. Getting ready for all the football games. And now, he's big as fuck. <laughs> before we go too deep, can you explain to everyone listening your uh, thesis behind picking your team? Oh, I picked offensive DC characters. <laughs> and Egg Fu is offensive because he's racist Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> and Hemogoblin gives black people AIDS? Yeah. And Snowflame is what? Cocaine? Yeah, he's not really offensive, but he's... His, his cocaine is his god. He was one of <laughs> of the era. He and uh, Hemogoblin, I believe, were in back to back issues of the New Guardians, which was DC's book to deal with the issues of the the time. Ah, cocaine is my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, continue. and also Eggfu has all sorts of cybernetic enhancements, so he's able to run around on crazy spider legs. I'm about to say he's like a like a, like Doc Ock legs. Yeah. So there's that. So he's he's a genius. So he's coming up with all sorts of plans that dumb as fuck Superman and dumb as fuck Booster Gold and faster than his own good Flash can deal with. Uh, meanwhile, Hemoglobin is sucking off all of the people in the crowd to get all the power that he can and make him invulnerable and heal any <laughs> from any hits that he gets from uh, sucking off Superman. everybody in the crowd. <laughs> you know what? While he's doing it, AIDS, 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 AIDS. <laughs> okay. Everyone's got AIDS. Now. Okay, okay. Well, uh, Magic Johnson got HIV in 1991. So. That's true. <laughs> and then. It doesn't mean if you got AIDS now, you'd be super chill about it, though. Yeah, yeah. but like. If Hemogoblin gave Superman AIDS before the game, like that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to affect his play. <laughs> no, oh, but it'll know. affect his mental state. I'm about to say, until the guy has got AIDS, all right, now go play ball. <laughs> yeah, you think Booster Gold's going to be like, yeah, I'll go play football? Like, he's no, he's going to be all just racked with guilt. He's just going to be like, oh, man, my dick's poison now. I can't do anything with this. Skeets. <laughs> Skeets, I can't put it in you anymore. Uh, I can't skeet, Skeets. Yeah. Oh, boy. And then we got Snowflame, who... Here's here's the best thing about him. Goddamn immunity to pain. Oh, God. So fucking Superman can plow into him all he wants. It ain't gonna mean shit. Because he's just gonna get back up. And meanwhile, he's got the cocaine touch. Touching him gives you a contact high. So he's going to get everyone else fucked up on cocaine, and they're not ready for that. <laughs> you think Superman is ready to be all fucked up on cocaine? Yeah, but Superman... Can Superman get drunk? That I don't know. I, if he can't get drunk... But this is magic cocaine powers. <laughs> so, here's the thing. That not only have they underestimated my team... Nobody is ready for cocaine. <laughs> oh. Superman can't normally get drunk when he has his powers. So he can't get high on cocaine either. 
I don't know, but it's magic. It's magic. Superman is weak to magic. Yeah. Magic cocaine? I would assume. (laughs) Damn. That's actually kind of tough. This whole team is fucked up thinking about, oh, man, I've got AIDS. Oh, fuck, I'm so high on cocaine. How are they going to play football when they're like that? Oh, oh, Hemoglobin, by the way, looks like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, because he's full of AIDS. <laughs> huh. Oh, I tried to Google Hemoglobin and instead Googled Hemoglobin. <laughs> it's an easy mistake to make. Did you mean Hemoglobin? Globin? <clears throat> okay, 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 okay. And then me, so while everyone's all fucked up and in, like, cradling just in 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 the middle of the field you've got egg foo rocketing off fucking passes to <laughs> to snowflame who's just running it down the field because he's so high he's gonna go super fast no <laughs> i just google image searched egg foo <laughs> superhuman speed part of snowflame's powers yeah and the other team has the flash. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But Eggfu's got countermeasures for that. You know what? Fuck it. I'll give it to Kelly. Oh my god. No, I can't. I cannot. I cannot. I have to give it to Shark because his team is fucking solid. Kelly Well, I give it to Kelly. Kelly's team is kind of a joke team. He he fought well. Uh fought from behind for most of it but you got superman booster gold flash sharks detailed game plan wins it more than anything his but the detailed game plan totally underestimated everyone on my team yeah the the detailed game plan did not account for superman and booster gold being high on that cocaine yeah Yeah. well and it also (laughs) said oh you know, Snowflame's just a regular dude. They came into this not thinking anything of him. They didn't know the cocaine god, or sorry, cocaine is his god. They didn't know that the cocaine prophet was going to come in and wreck house and get Booster Gold high as fuck while he's crying about having AIDS. <laughs> but don't you think... Superman, Booster Gold, and Flash are going to come into this game thinking, oh, well, Snowflame's going to try and get me high on cocaine. Apparently Hemogob- they didn't. Hemogoblins, no, they didn't. Hemogoblins You're probably just writing gonna- that on them. He even said that's not going to happen. <laughs> they were looking past my team, and they got fucked. I feel like you can look past your team, because in the DC Universe... You can, and it fucks you up. You get full of AIDS and cocaine. Even if your team gives Superman, Booster, Golden Flash AIDS and gets them hooked on cocaine, they can still win the game, and then because it's the DC Universe, that shit's going to reboot in a week anyhow, or Superman can fly around the world the opposite way and reverse time, or... Uh, he's uh, got. I some... think you're overestimating he's their got... ability to cope with AIDS <laughs> and something cocaine addiction. Let's not forget. Yeah. Hey, man, Magic Johnson. Because like Superman, he's the Boy Scout, and his mom's in the crowd. 
It's almost it's, 30 years she's later. In the she's in the team name. She's going to be in there going, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. My mom just saw me do cocaine. Oh, fuck. And then Booster Gold, he's like, oh, Booster, you got to help me. And Booster's like, what can I do? My dick spews poison. <laughs> and then Flash is trying to calm him down, and Hebel Goblin spits fucking blood in his face. And then he's like, Linda, I can't have sex with Linda anymore. I'm going to give her AIDS. <laughs> And then they're all just panicking. Meanwhile, Egg Fu is just using his robot arm to rocket down passes to Snowflame, who they can't stop him. He's running. He can't feel pain. His legs don't feel anything. What if his legs are broken? No. Oh. Well, <clears throat> John gave it to Shark. Yeah. Uh, I, I put the call out to the chat to see if there's any more votes. I know Sheila was in the chat at one point. But, uh, yeah, as of right now, me and uh, John give it to Shark, and Lee gives it to Kelly. This is bullshit. <laughs> You're robbed. You, you know, if Jose was here, he would have cited it. <laughs> <laughs> probably, you know, probably. But then again, I think Jose would have respected the knowledge of the game that Shark came with. Oh, I'm not gonna say that and the, the knowledge of the game that Shark also played. Impressive. Shark played both ways. He had a strategy for both offense and defense. Let's talk about football knowledge for a second. <laughs> Where did Shark finish in fantasy football? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, uh, as. The show's reigning uh, top Wait. football man. What? <laughs> what are you? What Jose's, is... Jose's not here. I'm number two. That makes me the king right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was two-time champ, so. Yeah. Was. Yeah. I ranked higher. Some past year. right there, motherfucker. Yeah. So as the top football man, I know the most. <laughs> so Jose would side with me. I love it. I love it. Yeah, there's no oh, telling. That was fun. There's no telling what Jose would do, but uh, I think Shark. Yeah, that's trying to predict the fucking wind. Yeah, to be fair, I'll, I'll message him and uh, he'll read it a half an hour from now <laughs> and respond Thursday. Yeah, but that was a valiant effort, Kelly, Solid. with your offensive fucking team giving everyone AIDS. Oh, it's fun. I like it. So next week we got a uh, hmm, let's see. So Nines and I are going head to head on both of our first round teams. It'll be kind of fun. Both yeah. matchups next yeah. week. Our, oh our fuck! DC teams and our Marvel teams are both going against each other. Oh so shit! Hopefully not the How about how about definitely not the same week? How about that? <laughs> yeah, uh, Z I'm sure Zero will will figure out a, a good. Because he's a goddamn gentleman and a champion. This is what he is. <clears throat> All right, all right, that's it. Let's uh, all right. Let's do uh, the news. But before before we do that, if you do want to kind of keep track of things, uh, sound off, bitch. If you lose, that's part of the game too. Uh, follow the population group on Facebook. You can email us, uh, and also you can always check out the brackets at, at zinc.org slash sports. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're not in the population group. Uh, DM me or something, because I locked the population group down 
years ago because we were getting a bunch of weirdos trying to get in there, probably spammers. So if you're not in there and you want to be in there, uh, hit me up personally and I'll I'll let you in. And also express your uh, your upsetness with me <laughs> losing because yeah. we all know. I think you could have gone to the goddamn championship. I yeah. think you and Mahoney should have a um, wild card game. <laughs> <laughs> a wild card, a wild card exhibition between microbe will give you diarrhea and the offensive offensive. I would not be opposed. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Mahoney's right, going to be so news. Mahoney's going to be so mad at me. We'll He's gonna live. be disappointed, but that's okay. He played it because it's a good game. Live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. Fuck it. In five, four, three. This is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for March 13th, 2018. Fucking thing sucks. Oh shit, in the chat, breaking news. Stephen Hawking died. Whoa. Oh, shit. Damn. That's a bummer. 76. How old? 76 years old. Okay. He's he's uh, star stuff now. He's back, yeah. back with in space. So it's all good. All right. So news. Uh, Black Panther crossed into $1 billion of worldwide box office this week, making T'Challa the first black billionaire since Puff Daddy orchestrated Biggie's murder. God damn it. Two two superhero brides said yes to the dress this week, with artwork for Catwoman and Kitty Pride's wedding dresses debuting online. One thing's for sure, come their wedding night, it's going to be a lot easier for Kitty to get out of hers. <laughs> <laughs> Toys R Us could close its U.S. stores as early as next week, and two weeks from now, all that will be left are Ghostbusters reboot toys. DC announced their new imprint Black Label this week, featuring creative teams full of fucking white people. The the IDW COO and editor-in-chief of 14 years left the company last week because he must have realized the comics industry is trash. And finally, (laughs) Kristen Wiig is signed on as Cheetah for Wonder Woman 2. Uh, The plot will revolve around Cheetah uh, planning to serve Diana some tainted Mexican food until she diarrheas in the middle of the street. And that is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for March 13th, 2018. And Sounder. Wow. Infotainment. That was a uh, that was a bridesmaids reference. If you get, I got you. you. (laughs) Uh, So uh, Black Panther crosses a billion. It is, I do believe, it is now the second highest grossing domestic Marvel Cinematic Universe movie right now, behind uh, the first Avengers. That's fucking crazy. And it, but it's it's. I think it's like a hundred. Um. A hundred million behind Avengers, so it might not reach Avengers, but it fucking could. But uh, it it crossed Avengers: Age of Ultron, and it's uh, it's in the top ten highest grossing movies of all time domestically already. That's crazy. And like, adjusting for inflation, it's in the top fifty of all time. That's nuts. So good, good for you, black people. 
Now maybe you'll stop bitching, huh? (laughs) 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 Kidding, kidding. I love you, black people. That's fucking bonkers, man. Like it's, it's just it's one of those things where it's like on the one hand I'm like, yeah, it wasn't like that good though. But it was really good. I liked it a lot, but it's not like the best shit ever. But then you, you got to put it in context and realize it's just, it's so much more than the thing that it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would rather a passable Black Panther movie make a billion dollars because of its cultural relevance than a passable Ant-Man movie make a billion dollars because of Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, I would, I, would go, I would say it's much more than passable. No, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just using passable as a... I'm with you. As a constant for, for the two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fucking bonkers, man. Good for literally everyone involved. And then uh, surprising no one, uh, they <laughs> greenlit Black Panther 2 last yeah, week. Yeah, no shit. No. And they're talking about like fucking spinoffs and shit, too. I'm like, yeah, of course they are. Make all of them. There was a CBR article that was like predicting the next, you know, because they uh, they staked out a bunch more release dates for untitled Marvel films, right? And CBR was like, "All right, we're gonna predict these next seven Marvel movies," and they were like, "Okay, uh, Avengers four, Captain America four, Iron Man four, Black Panther two, uh, Thor four. It's like, okay, good job. <laughs> really, uh, really, really investigating there. Really right. putting the thinking caps on. Doctor Strange two, fucking assholes, all of them." Uh, we got uh, wedding dresses for both Catwoman and Kitty Pride debuted this week, and the uh, first of all, I don't think Kitty Pride should be wearing white. I think Catwoman got it, uh, got the right idea with <laughs> half her wedding dress being black. Because uh, and goddamn, that is a fantastic dress. Uh, yeah, the the Catwoman dress is pretty dope. The, the Kitty Pride dress is literally every comic wedding dress yeah. that's ever been drawn. The, ever. The one cover, uh, X-Men Gold number 30, where it's kind of from their point of view, Colossus and Kitty Pride's point of view, and you're looking out on their wedding ge- on their wedding guests. Right. And, you know, it's all superheroes in their fucking costumes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> come on, you guys. Like, Storm's not going to show up there in her thigh-high boots and cape. Beast is probably going to wear a shirt. You know, that's dumb. <laughs> he's wore a shirt to Scott and Jean's wedding. That's right. all I'm saying. Come on. I'm not going to be an asshole about it. Yeah, that's all fine. But yeah, that, that, uh, just the art behind Joelle Jones's Catwoman dress is fucking bonkers. Like, and she even put up, uh, some turnarounds and different sketches of, like, all these different dresses she designed. I'm like, who the, f- like, why are you not just doing that? Like I'll I'll a bet book a book of you, that. You should just be designing dresses, lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of this comics bullshit. Like and like like every one of them that she put up, they're all amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking bonkers. I love it, but I've been so in for this entire fucking story that they could have done anything. <laughs> so. But that cover, though, where she's looking like the reflection is her in her fucking Catwoman outfit, is such a good image. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The Bat one, the Batman one's kind of weird. The 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 poses don't match. 
like Bruce Wayne looks like he's looking down at his dick, and Batman's not looking down that far. <laughs> like his dick is hanging out of his zipper. Batman's like, "Hey, X Y Z, Bruce." <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, Toys R Us thing has really escalated quickly, you guys. Uh, Real fast. Yeah. You know, they announced yeah, in January brutal. they were going to close a bunch of stores, and in fact, uh, our Toys R Us was supposed to close here locally, the one that you guys went to with us, and that was in yeah. a hole. And uh, we drove up there the other day. We drove past the Babies R Us, which had big store closing signs, and we figured, fuck it, let's go to Toys R Us to see if we can get some deals. And we roll up on Toys R Us, and they had a sign in the window said, uh, good news, we're not closing. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, okay, cool that you're not closing, but now this means there's not going to be any sales. And we walked out of there with nothing, of course. Yeah, I think the the, the original vibe was that um, the Toys R Us, Babies R Us combo stores were going to be pretty well okay. Because, you know, the, the, the baby market is very different than the toy market. Sure. Like, you know, motherfuckers, baby shit. Stupid expensive baby stuff will never go out of style for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, as early as what? As early as Thursday, I'm hearing. Yeah, that's not all the stuff. We were we were at Toys R Us last weekend, and Zoe had a uh, a gift card, and she's walking around, and she's like, "I don't know what I want to get." I'm like, "You might want to get something." <laughs> <laughs> You're own, mm, saying. <laughs> I have a whole lot of chance. Might not be here forever. It's like it's it bums me out because I do like going to Toys R Us. Right. It's it's nostalgia and you know, we still like toys, so it's cool to look at shit even if you don't buy things. Yeah. Yeah, and just but just it's 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 just, it, their model was bad. Like the pricing was bad and they couldn't compete. I feel like they went out of their way to make the website shitty and stocked poorly. Like, oh, their website's awful. Like, ToysRUs.com should never be out of stock of anything that's like current. ToysRUs.com should be rivaling Amazon. Yes. Or, or even just like Entertainment Earth or Big Bad Toy Store. Like, you should be able to go to Toys R Us and get any specialty toy that you want. That should have been their model. Yeah, yeah. On top of, you know, regular Toys R Us kid stuff and, and regular stock. They've only in recent years started doing that Toy Vault uh, aisle with all the kind of collector stuff. And yeah, that, and that stuff is like generally stuff that you, it's hard to get other places. Right. And that's the thing that I'm reading that's like, that's going to be tough. That one of the things I read this week said that, they still sell a lot of toys. Like Toys R Us sure. accounts for something like twenty five percent of the toy market. Jeez, like it's a it's like serious. this is really gonna hurt a company like NECA. Yeah, exactly. because because you can't get NECA at Target. You can't get NECA at Walmart. You can get it at fucking GameStop or a comic In shop. Like, not yet, at least. Right. So like so, that's the thing. Like either they're gonna have to get into the big box stores, or. Fade away, like the like the the one that I read that I think was a Forbes article was like, yeah, they still sell twenty five percent of the toy market, and yes, other retailers will absorb some of that, but projections as high as ten to fifteen percent of those sales are just gonna fucking vanish. You're gonna see more and more of these 
collector subscription services, I feel. Like, yeah. where it's essentially Kickstarters for these name companies in order to get toys made. Like, what is it? The Hasbro Labs is doing that uh, Jabba's Sail Barge, or uh, Maddie Collector was doing the yeah. Masters of the Universe, shit like that. They're not just going to make toys and put them on shelves, which is a shame. And it's going to make them more expensive, too. They're already expensive. Yeah, they're not... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's like, toys aren't selling to kids anymore. No. It's, it's, it's pretty bad when, like, you know, I follow the Toy Association on Twitter now, and seeing... Steve, our dude Steve from the Toy Association, tweeting out like, "Hey, um, uh, you know, everybody, chill. <laughs> we got a bunch <laughs> of documents on our website. If you need to know what's going on with Toys R Us, go to our website, check it out." It's <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's, and it just, this is the game. It doesn't seem like it's all going to blow over either. No, no, like no, it I went, don't think it is. It went from zero to sixty in a nanosecond. It, it was looking like, okay, we're going to close a bunch of stores, we're going to restructure, it'll be alright. And then they must have had a shitty Christmas, and then they come out of Christmas and they're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, close them all! <laughs> <laughs> what I read through is that they, there was this buyout. They, they, they had this big leverage buyout in 2005, and then the fucking economy crashed in 2008, and they never quite recovered. And that's like it's just it's just the massive fucking debt, thanks mostly to that buyout, that fucked it, and just the internet came and got big, and they just, I mean, it's so much of you hear all the time the stories about people just not fucking getting on board with evolving as the needs yeah. of their customer base change and as the technology changes. Like I have. Like once they started price matching, it was a huge deal. Like, because I, I was walking on Amazon, uh, Toys R Us, find some shit, look at it, see it for five bucks cheaper on Amazon, and just wait two days. But price matching Amazon, huge smart move. I buy shit there. But also, like, why don't you just make the prices already what Amazon right. is? Right. Yeah. Because it, with the yeah. kind of volume they're doing, they probably could. We went. Like, we did a shopping trip to Toys R Us around Christmas and bought a bunch of stuff. But before that. I can't tell you the last toy I bought for myself personally at Toys R Us, but I bought shit at Walmart and Target in the toy aisle a lot. Yeah. And that's a and, shame. and a lot of that for me at least comes from, hey, I'm at Walmart. I'm gonna look at the toys. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to make As a special to trip, a trip to Toys R Us. Yep, yep, yep. You know, like last year, uh, for my birthday, we went to Toys R Us just just to go, just just for that nostalgia, just to look at toys. I didn't necessarily want to buy anything. We didn't buy anything. But it was cool to go to Toys R Us on my birthday. Like, I'm fucking five again. Uh, but, you know, as someone who loves Toys R Us, I do not give Toys R Us a whole lot of money. Which is yeah. a damn shame. For me, Toys R Us fell off when they remodeled all their stores. When, when they changed to... 
you know, all the aisles kind of going different directions. Like, everything was sections. Like, back in the day when everything was fucking uniform, you walked in the front door and all the aisles were going straight to the back. And the 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 shelves were 17 feet high, filled with action <laughs> figures. And I posted, uh, I shared a picture the other day on my Facebook of a, a Toys R Us from, like, 1987. And the shelves are just packed. Packed with shit. Cool shit. Yeah, when they they changed, they remodeled their stores was was when Toys R Us changed for me, and it, it has never kind of regained that. Even when I was big back into collecting toys, I barely got any from Toys R Us. It was almost always Target and Walmart or eBay. So the uh, the guy at our local Toys R Us says they got a truck coming in Thursday. I'm hoping to screw up some Transformers the last minute. Yeah. So that might be the last chance. So we'll, we'll see what happens. End of an era, man. End of an era. Okay, man. All uh, right. What else we got? What's what, next? What What's else? We got a happy story? <laughs> oh, fuck. oh uh, the DC Black Label imprint. Yeah, There's some cool shit in here. There is. Yeah. There's some cool shit and also a Frank Miller Superman book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but really, like, the ball's on them to call it Black Label and it to be all white <laughs> people. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing because, like, I feel like DC already does shit like this. Right. They just, they just now put, like, on a special imprint, which is fine. You know, whatever. Yeah, I think it it's making it more clear on what these things are because that's kind of what uh, that Nightwing New Order book is. Yeah, there's that, like, in the Batman White Knight. Not yeah, all, and it, yeah. it confuses people. They don't know. <laughs> they think it's in continuity, and it's yeah. better to just put a big old imprint thing on it that yeah, makes sense. will understand. Yeah, I thought the sense. same thing. Like, they just launched Young Animal, what, last year? Yeah, but that's a different thing, though. Sure, sure. And that's technically in continuity. Ah. But yeah, like, um,. But Kelly Sue, Phil Hammond as Wonder Woman sounds cool. Uh, I'm way on board for a Snyder Capullo Batman thing, whatever the fuck it is. doesn't matter at all. Uh, but that story is apparently... That's not that one. It's a different one. There's some other story that's Batman and Constantine teaming up to solve the murder of the Joker. That's Azarello and Bermejo. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That sounds fucking awesome. Like, just great. Like, it all sounds great. Until you get to Frank Miller's Superman Year One, like Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't understand that. Like, for one, we've seen Superman Year One or like whatever that origin story seven hundred thousand times, and like it's not going to be better than Birthright. Like Mark Wade's Superman Birthright is the perfect Superman origin story, so. If you're not going to do something as good as Birthright, it's going to be fucking weird old man fever dream Frank Miller Superman. And I don't want that. <laughs> be punching out Muslims. <laughs> so who the hell knows? The rest of it. The, the, the thing with the Superman year one is we'll get to see how much of... Uh, Dark Knight 3 was Brian Azzarello and how much of it was Frank Miller. Yeah, it's a very Cuz Dark Knight point. 3 actually ended up to be pretty good. That's a very good point, yeah. 
So if it's just a complete mess, we know Azrael kind of handled Dark Knight Three more than anything. <laughs> Which I think we all kind of think that anyway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. That sounds. That's, that all sounds like fun. I'm on board for some of those. Uh, Chris Ryle, uh, editor in chief and CCO of IDW, uh, left after 14 years entirely. That's nuts. Entirely of his own volition. That's fucking nuts. I mean, I can't imagine doing that gig for that long, so I get it. But man, <laughs> yeah, it would drive you insane after some point. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but he's uh, he was driving force behind some really really good shit over there. Like, I mean, he was he was uh, one of the big guys behind. Like, hey, let's really go nuts with these licenses. Yep. Yeah, like yeah, the, the, those great Ghostbusters books. That's because of him. Like, pushing all the pony stuff that people like and the the. All the Hasbro shit. Like, that's, that's him. Uh, it says here, in his letter to staff, Ryle indicated plans to remain involved in the comic book industry, though it's not yet known what his next move may be. Through it all, through the deadline craziness, market fluctuations, assorted business challenges, social media storms, new faces, new projects, and new challenges, it's all served as a constant reminder how lucky I have been to contribute to this industry that I love so much. And I plan to keep making contributions outside, the, outside these walls. Uh, so... Uh, sexual harassment. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Hopefully not. Nah, that guy's a sweetheart. I, I want I, I wanted to be a sweetheart at least. And this guy was only the second uh, editor in chief of the company. Huh. Wow. That's crazy. Fucking Godspeed, Chris Ryle. And then last story. This was rumored last week, so I didn't include it in my news last week, but confirmed. Since uh, our last recording, Kristen Wiig is going to be Cheetah in Wonder Woman 2. Confirmed I hope by she looks real stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed by Patty Jenkins. Man. Like, well, I'm fine with it. Yeah, uh, face value, weird choice. But, uh, you know, there have been a lot of weird choices for superhero movies. Uh, fucking Andy Dwyer as Star-Lord. That's no weird. shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's, she's got to be like a fucking hairy cat lady. If you're not a hairy cat lady, get the fuck out of my face. Like it's it's got the. You put Cheetah in a movie. Put Cheetah in a movie. Yeah, I want some Thundercats looking shit. Yeah, like maybe just for funsies, put her in a fucking pantsuit over all of her cat shit. Sure. Yeah, like, but she needs to look like a fucking cat lady. It's been reported that the film's version of the character will be Barbara Ann Minerva, the third iteration described as a British anthropologist who becomes the avatar of a cheetah god after mistakenly finding her way into an ancient ritual. Great. She better be a fucking cat lady. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, sounds like a meow meow to me. Want to fucking put her, put one heel behind her head, just lick her crotch. For, I don't know, what? Six, seven minutes? <laughs> yeah, anything else would be kind of gratuitous. That's, that's a perfect amount of time. Because, like, my cat gets tired after about five minutes. But she's a super person. So six. Six and a half tops. Yeah, that, that's cool. And that's the news. Shit can be happening around her. <laughs> like, like some exposition. Yeah, but she should be in the background just, just going to town, just trying to get nice and clean. It's not sexual. It's, it's about grooming, you guys. Yeah. Obviously. Fuck yeah. What do you do? One Woman 2. You know, the sequel to the good DC movie. 
I'm going to a theater near you. <laughs> the good one. All right, uh, let's talk about comic books real quick. Get the fuck out of here. The problem with comic books is that it comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. Uh, fucking man, the, the Ghostbusters annual was really cool and a lot of fun. But I dig those Ghostbusters books. It's something like 60 page, big, thick ass book. Um, very self contained kind of story where the, the, the Busters meet, uh, Sam Hain or Sawain, uh, and it's very cool. And ends with Egon opening a bunch of portals and bringing in a bunch of Ghostbusters from the multiverse and to help finish the fight. So you got the, the answer to the call ones and the cartoon ones, and even the fucking extreme Ghostbusters show up for a minute to help out. It's like, oh, that's all great. It was just good. And it's all, it was all, um, uh, Doc, uh, Shaning, is it Shaning? Yeah. Dan, yeah, Dan Channing and the Burnham says all them, and then uh, I think it leads pretty much right into this big uh, eight-part uh, get cross, no, the crossing over is called. I think it comes out tomorrow, so it's all just more Ghostbusters shit. I, the IDW Ghostbusters books are fucking magic. So I, on the one hand, like it bums me out that there's not like this regular ongoing anymore, but it kind of makes it more special when it comes out. I support it. Nice. Good stuff. Um, what else? I, I did go back and I read based off of Kelly's uh, recommendation. I checked out Lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> from last week. And you know what? It's fucking fun. That it's was really the book. Funny. That was the book you guys were talking about last week with D-Man in it. Yeah. yeah. Now, is and D-Man. That gay voodoo. Is D-Man Scourge? I've seen the Marvel Legend figure for Scourge. Is that No, the... D-Man is D-Man. Okay. <laughs> He's the one that looks like the Daredevil yellow costume with, the with Wolverine. a Wolverine mask on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, like, I remember a book where it was, it was Daredevil during Bendis' run where Ben Yurich is looking for, like, Daredevil's missing. It's after the Yakuza kick his ass. And so Murdoch's missing. Ben Yurich is looking for him. He has rumors about a guy in a costume in the sewers. Oh, fuck, it's going to be him. But it's not. It's fucking D-Man, like, living in a sewer drain, like, with a bunch of just bullshit that he's lifted off of people. Like, he thinks they're Infinity Gym. Like, he's lost his fucking mind. Like, it's the saddest shit in the world. And yet, this is sadder. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where we find D-Man thinking of this, it's such a fucking bummer. But then he fucking finds shirtless god Kazar at the end, and that's kind of amazing. <laughs> so, we shall see. Although, uh, but I did learn something in this. Because um, I had kind of said for maybe a couple times even on the show that, yeah, Blockjaw is cute, whatever, but you got to fucking remember, he used to be a dude that could turn into a dog. That's what I had always thought, too. I, I always thought that. I wonder if this is a retcon. Maybe. Because, like, this the kind of recap page says Blockjaw was the result of inhuman, inhuman, inhuman experiments on canines. So the idea being, like, he leaves Adeline to go find, like, his puppy family, his real dog family. And so that's why the old lady that D-Man is hanging out with has like a 30-year-old pit bull. God damn. Because, you know, inhuman fuckery. That was great. That was really great. The only um, good inhuman book. Yeah, it very well may be. Um, and then, you know what's actually pretty cool? This uh, Doctor Strange Damnation thing. Is it? Yeah. Like I wasn't going to give it the fucking time of day because fuck Secret Empire. But... I'm already reading Doctor Strange, and I happen to be reading a lot of the books that kind of cross over into it, so I figured, what the hell? 
and it's good. It's pretty cool. It's um, you know, it it takes place. It, it's Secret Empire adjacent just because like you know Vegas died in it and Strange brought it back, but it's solid. And they seem to be doing a pretty good job with like you can just read the Damnation miniseries or you can just read Doctor Strange. But if you read the tie-ins, it kind of helped, but they're not necessary, which I like. It's not like, you know, part one is this, and then part two is in Moon Knight or whatever the fuck. Like, well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That bums me out. But it's pretty cool. I, I kind of dig it. Uh, Mephisto has turned a bunch of events. He's, he's turned uh, Hawkeye, uh, Black Panther, Falcon, and I think uh, Thor into Ghost Riders. <laughs> kind of fucking dope and so Wong and uh, Steven's cool ghost dog buddy assemble a team to kind of take him out so he gets uh, Moon Knight, Blade Man-Thing, Iron Fist, Ghost Rider and Dr. Voodoo uh, Brother Voodoo, like hey let's go fucking save Stream of Strange and Nilsa, Nilsa Bloodstone is there too but there's a great bit where Wong's kind of going over the plan with them all and uh uh also, Bloodstone's like, why the fuck is Blade even here? All you do is fight vampires. I fight monsters all the time. I've never even once fucking seen a vampire. And Blade just says, yeah, and you're welcome. That's a pretty good line. Yeah, it's good. It's solid. I, I would recommend picking that up. It's good. Damn it. Now I have to read that. It's fucking cool. It's really cool. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, last thing I'll talk about real quick is Amazing Spider-Man 797 which is the beginning of Go Down Swing, which is Dan Slott's last uh, Spider-Man story. And I'm really glad, because, like, this motherfucker loves Dr. Octopus. Like, yeah, he does. And, like, Dr. Octopus, fine. But, like, he's not the greatest Spider-Man villain. Like, this, like, he's just not. Like, the Green Goblin is the best Spider-Man villain. So going out on a Norman Osborn Green Goblin story... Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. And then the he gets back the knowledge that Peter Parker and Spider-Man as well in this one. So the fucking game is elevated to the next level. I'm, I'm super into it. And it looks amazing. Um, the fucking the frame of the story is Norman talking to someone he's got held captive. And he's talking shit about how he has to find Spider-Man, blah, 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 blah. But, like, you know, through the story, they weed out possible, like, who, who was on the chair? Who, who was he talking to? And they weed it out over the course of the story until they reveal it at the end. And it's a damn good reveal. It's good. So, yes, please, more of this. And I want something bad to happen to somebody. I don't know who. <laughs> Maybe he'll kill himself a few years again. I don't know. But there needs to be some stakes, some consequences. It needs to be, it needs to be a meaningful ending. That's all I got. What you got, Kelly? Uh, the first issue of Gideon's Falls came out this week. I haven't read it yet, but I got it. How it is very good. Really? All right. Yeah. Um, it's done by uh, Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Uh, you got me the, on that team. That's why I picked it up. That team. Exactly. It very much is paced like a TV drama. So it feels like it would easily fit in as something like that, but it's still very much a comic that 
You know, you know how Sorrentino has his insane page layouts. You get, oh, yeah. more, you get more of that. I like it. Yeah, it's since you haven't read it, I I won't say much, but it is a uh, very good. We'll talk about it more next week then. Right on. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think of what else came out last week that I liked. Uh, last last week the uh, big Jack Kirby Commandy omnibus was released. So that 800 some odd page monster. Jesus. Uh, started reading it it is the it's all 40 issues that kirby did on commandy i'm through the first 10 really good so far it's nice that it's like it is a dc book but it doesn't really tie into anything else like it's kind of just off on its own little thing i know that commandy exists that's kind of it yeah, so what happens in Commandy is that there is some sort of great disaster. They never really go into it, what it was. Uh, but what happens is Commandy is raised by his grandfather, or that's who he, what he calls him, in this like underground bunker. And at some point his grandpa dies, and then he kind of wanders out into the world and discovers that he's like the one of the very few intelligent people left alive and humans are seen as animals and animal people are the humans now oh all right so he's kind of just immediately dropped into this war between the tiger people and the gorilla people and everyone keeps seeing him and they're like what the fuck is this animal doing with his gun take it away it's gonna kill us that's fucking great yeah, and so he's constantly having to explain. He's like, no, 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 I can talk. I'm an intelligent person. And they're like, oh, you silly animal. And they're like, say, oh, he's going to be our pet now. That's kind of funny. And so he's also come across some other people who were part of experiments, and they are they have like these fusion reactors on their chest that they compress, and it turns them into like metal people. So he's got friends that can just go around punching whatever they want so that's always right. helpful good guy to have around <laughs> yeah and then it's just them going on adventures trying to figure out what the hell happened to the world and one of my favorite things about it is the idea that this is what happens to the world if kirby's omac doesn't save the world in it <laughs> okay yeah sure yeah, so like I don't know if that's what he was intending for, but based on when they both came out, it makes sense. <laughs> sure, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's the it's a super fun book so far. I'm only a quarter of the way through, so I'm sure I'll be talking more about it in the weeks to come. <laughs> it makes but me yeah, think. It makes me think about Zootopia, and could you imagine like the basis for Zootopia is that those animals just took over the human world. And just replaced oh, us. <laughs> That'd be cool. But it's a Disney movie, so they don't want to show that. Yeah. I was thinking about Zootopia the other day. Like, where the fuck are all the birds? <laughs> <laughs> and they like, don't go into like sea life either. Yeah. Like what? Like there's there was some fucking horrible global war, and the mammals like beat out the birds and fish. Like there's no lizards, no reptiles. Like. There's some there's some dark underbelly to the world you know of Zootopia. Real, we haven't seen it yet. You know what's real fucked up when you start thinking about it? Cars. Because <laughs> you ever seen the pets they have in cars? They're just smaller cars. That means they keep midgets pets. Yep. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, I watched uh, part of Cars 2 for the first time with Jax of the weekend. You know, halfway through it, I think. And like, 
the world of cars, I just, I'm like, who built this shit? No <laughs> one's got thumbs. Like, Mahoney sweats. Mahoney swears by Cars 2 because he says it's a great James Bond movie. <laughs> you know what? Like, once you get past, like, my weird hang-ups with the Cars world, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Like, if you just pretend that they're not fucking Cars, then sure, yeah. All I but can see now is... Mater gets stuck in, like, one of those fancy Japanese toilets, and it's kind of hilarious. Whenever I think of Cars, all I think of is... That YouTube video where Lightning McQueen goes, I fucked your mom, shit lips. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. all I can think of now. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. I fucked your mom, shit lips. Wow. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> I can't, didn't I show you guys that in uh, I don't know. New York? All right, well, just look up, uh, go on YouTube and type in uh, Lightning McQueen fucked my mom. <laughs> and it's like a 10 second video. <laughs> And it's it's a good time. I will play it right now. I'll do that in moments. Yes, in moments. Uh, Lightning McQueen fucked my mom. Hey, man, what's wrong? Lightning McQueen fucked my mom. Oh, come on. You know better. Lightning McQueen isn't real. Jeff, you're sweating really bad. I fucked your mom, shit lips. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's all I can think yeah. of when people talk about the film Cars. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking all right. Light new queen just yeah. hiding behind a tree, staring at a, guy, a sad guy sitting on a bench. <gasps> Fuck your mom, shit lips. <laughs> oh god, fucked up. <laughs> what you got, think, nice? No, nothing from me. all right okay it's somehow even better when you hear it in the distance (laughs) i think we got our i I think we got our title for this week youtube's gonna love it like lightning queen's like yelling that at jacks (laughs) i fucked your mom that's good all right let's uh let's wrap this shit up yeah because i I'm exhausted. I might actually die if we don't get to bed soon. Aww. Yeah. Uh, email us, popcast at panelsonpages.com, or leave us a voicemail, 616-951-1POP. Keep your eyes peeled on the population group uh, or at zinc.org slash sports. Keep an eye on the next week's matchups. You, you, you may be next. It's entirely possible. Pay attention, fuckers. I don't know why that was so aggressive. I'm sorry. I'm very tired. It was it was uncalled for. I didn't mean it. You're all lovely. <laughs> Lee's like, cocaine is my Except god. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine god. Yeah, that's it. That's the show. Uh, we'll be back next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at YouTube.com slash panels on pages. For Kelly Harris and Jason Eyes, I'm the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and we love you fuckers. Night. Bye.
wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. 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 Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.